Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 160, Tune Up, Lap 6, Relap, Recap. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too, and this episode is brought to you by Kelly Blue Book, car shopping made easy. KBB.com is your one-stop resource to price your new and used or find your car's value, KellyBlueBook.com. Well, shout out to KellyBlueBook.com. And Joe, we are not at the end of the lap yet, but we are nearing the end of the lap. And it's kind of, I guess now that we're doing two a week, this kind of has like a weird, like we normally use this as the time to like look back on the entire lap, but we're not doing that yet because we still have two kicking it old school movies that I will, one of which we have announced, the other which we will announce in the back half, also in the back half. We're going to welcome in Nico Vasillo and Kevo Reese to talk about Mm. what they know, what they are looking forward to, and what they are worried about for an upcoming lap of Too Fast, Too Forever. They're going to be with us all lap seven, so we're going to get an estimate. So we're going to look back, we're going to look forward, but first, Joe, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to since we recorded on Tuesday? As though you didn't have enough drama in your life already. I know, so I've let Joey know in a story that's only stranger than fiction. Preface it by saying everything is fine. That's a good place to start at. As you guys know, I talked about that couple weeks ago my dad had a heart attack they have a rental car place so i knew fourth of july weekend would be very busy so i preemptively told them that hey for the fourth of july weekend i know you're recovering still i'm gonna come back for fourth of july weekend and i'll work the whole week i'll be back wednesday i know this is gonna be a stressful week weekend right and i was expecting to work very long hours to get them ready and you know get through fourth of july We made it through Thursday. Thursday was fine. And Friday morning, we didn't have a car washer, so I I was washing the cars for him. It's packed. You can imagine, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I was actually just reading in our past guest, Walter Hickey's Numlock News newsletter, that he was saying that, like, rental car places in New York are really screwed right now because everybody is doing, like, a one-way rental where they just rent a car, leave the city without any intention of coming back drop it off somewhere else. The average one-day rental was like, it went from like $110 to like almost $300. Oh, yeah. Because they're just like, we we literally don't have cars. You have to pay us a lot of money. And so I can imagine everywhere for pandemic reasons and also holiday debt, like it's crazy. We have no cars to start the day. None. Not one. We're waiting for cars to come back so that we can clean them quickly and give them to the next customer. We have customers there. We open at 9. It's like 8.30. We already have customers outside. Like, he's like, look, like, we're waiting for cars to come back. You can start a line here because they have a one person in the store at a time policy right now. Next person up, when we get a car back, you'll see it come in. We'll clean it for you quickly and we'll rent it out to you. Um, We don't do really well with, like, the what size and stuff you rented because like there's no cars at all if you see a car come back and you're like i will take this car we will rent it to you and there's usually a line of people i'm outside and the story is gonna get kind of dark for a little bit so i'm cleaning a car i'm spraying it down i was spraying every car down with isopropyl everywhere right because like, i'm scared of covid i was working with covid so like i'm trying to make sure every car is like you know very sterilized and stuff like that and i hear some screeching from customers that are standing in line at the store and i run to the door and i see a man who's very large the police described him as 62 the police ooh on top of my father throwing shots at him while he's on the ground 
So I open the door. I see this man. I push him to get him off my father. He pushes me. I lose my glasses. I lose one shoe. This man scurries, right? He scurries out the door. And I look at my dad and I see a pool of blood behind his head. The guy, like, tries to come back. He's like, I need my shit or whatever. And I just throw his shit. Like, I see it. I don't even know what it was. I pick up two things. I toss them, push this man out the door. I shut the door. The customers are screaming outside. I come to my dad. Like, that's that's what I'm worried about. Um, I see that he's bleeding. I run in the back. I grab some napkins. I'm like, you need to hold these on your head. He's completely knocked out. This guy, he says, sucker punched him. He said he came in, had a prepaid reservation. He told him he needed his driver's license and credit card. The guy said, I don't have it. I paid for my reservation already. He said, well, we still need that. And the dude just decked him. We get rags. I compress him more. I feed him some water. The police show up. All the customers stayed behind to give statements to say that, like, we saw this happen. The ambulance shows up because he has a huge laceration in the back of his head. He's on blood thinners because he just had a heart attack. They're like, you guys need to go to the emergency room. And some mild side hilarity. There was a woman there, and and she walks up to me and goes... I'm sorry to be selfish, but what's going to happen about my van? And I'm like, ma'am, did you just see what the fuck happened in this store? I don't care about your van. Right. Just leave. There's blood everywhere. I mean, like, I'm covered. Like, my hands are covered in blood. He's covered in blood. His shirt, everything, right? Because he's on these blood thinners. We eventually get the ambulance there. They, like, you know, wrap him up. Um, They're like, you need to go to the emergency room right now. I get into the ambulance. I ride to the ambulance to the emergency room with him. He goes through everything. He gets, you know, CAT scans, x-rays, everything. He's very bruised up. His jaw's a little swollen. His arm is swollen. He got four staples in the back of his head to close the laceration in the back of his head. But overall, right now, he's fine. You know, we were making jokes about it. I said, you know, if he wanted two days off, he could have just called me. I would have worked the two days without him. Right. You said, if we wanted crazy stories for what have you been up to, we didn't need to go through this. Right. We closed down the store. We're recovering now. Rachel and I went up. We took care of, you know, we moved all the cars out of the way because it was a clusterfuck because obviously cars were coming back before 4th of July. But everybody's okay. I got a little muffed in the scuffle. My toe is a little bit broken. Did I send you the picture of it? No, but I'd rather not see it if it's a broken toe. I think I'm good. It's it's like my big toe is pretty purple. My leg's a little banged up, but like overall, I'm fine. He's fine. He's His arm is like very purple. He's recovering. Everybody's recovering, but we're all fine and safe. The guy that punched him left his cell phone behind in, cool. in the scuffle that was like, you know, I need my shit and I threw a shit at him. I think he probably meant his cell phone right you know it was all happening so fast and he was running and the people like the, the the customers outside were already calling the cops he left his cell phone behind so that we gave the cops his cell phone and hopefully this man will be arrested and never be able to do this again it was a very very scary day for me did you do anything fun since the last time we recorded we've been watching lots of diners drive-ins and dives we watched hamilton actually so did i yeah the night that this happened rachel and i watched hamilton we watched it we loved it we cried a lot we sang along i want to point out i said this to you on messenger but you mr joe too have been yelling for years on podcasts I hate musicals. Musicals suck. Musicals I know. are trash. Go ahead. And now ahead. you're here saying, I sang, I cried, I loved it. Like, Dude, okay, please, so... Please explain to me, to the, to the listeners... Go ahead. ...the revelation that you had about musicals. I didn't have a revelation about musicals. I said, I'm not a fan of the musical genre. 
And I know a lot of people that are like, I will watch any musical. I've watched a lot, and this is the argument that I got into with Rachel and her mom, that, like, I've seen a lot of musicals. They thought that I didn't like musicals, that I hadn't seen a lot. I have seen a lot. I just don't prefer them generally. The good ones, Hamilton, that I recommended to Rachel and tried to get her tickets for before it was ever famous, and she did not, like, she declined. There was an Amex presale for tickets to Hamilton in New York. I was like, hey, Rachel, I know you and your mom love musicals. If you would like to go see Hamilton, I would love to go see it. I will buy tickets right now. I can get them. And she said, nah, I'm not that interested. Now, Rachel's like the biggest Hamilton fan ever. I was way above the curve. I don't hate all musicals. But at the same time, like, I don't prefer that genre to any other genre of film and there's a lot of people that are like oh i love musicals and i'm like that's not me i like good musicals or i like musicals that are fun hamilton newsies high school musical like those ones i'll watch and i'll have a great time like i don't hate them just to hate them i just don't like all musicals la la land is trash and i know that you love it but i don't think it's that good subjectively trash that's again that subjectively was what I was... trash that's fair that's fair i don't think it can hold a candle to hamilton newsies high school musical even but i've seen a lot of musicals and like people were like, oh, if you like Rachel will be like, you haven't seen the good ones. And I'll be like, I've seen it. And she'll be like, do you know this song? I'll be like, yes, I do know that song because I've seen it. I just don't like it. But did you stay up until eight o'clock on the night that it came out with your best friend to watch? No, it on TV? I did not. I did You're not, not a real fan. That, I'm not a real fan, though. I'm not, I'm not a fan of high school. I'm not a fan of musicals. I've, I've said this. I'm like, I'm not a fan. But like when a good one comes along and I hear the music, I'm like, oh, that's fire. Like Hamilton. I'll watch it. You heard it here first, guys. Hamilton a good musical. Anything else of note? There is a regional grocery store in Pittsburgh. It's called Giant Eagle. ShopRite, Shop and Save, Giant, Giant Brand, whatever, but it's its own. It's Giant Eagle. And they have a chain of gas stations now. They've spread. So they have Get Go is their gas Mm -hmm. station. Mm -hmm. And at their gas stations, they sell boozy slushies now to go. Okay, They're fucking awesome. 8 to 12% slushies. You can get them in a range of flavors. We got black cherry lemonade. They have margarita. They have Long Island iced tea. They have some Yinzer slushy for all the Pittsburghers. That's a blue raspberry one, Rachel said today. They're $5. You get like a 20-ounce frozen slushy, 8%. Very cool. Yeah, I was just going to ask. My my number one question was going to be, how much does it cost in $5? Fair price to pay. Fair price, right? Like, you go into the gas station, you can get some gas. You can get a pack of cigarettes. You can get... They even have, like, mozzarella sticks and stuff. It's kind of like a Sheets now, right? So you can get, like, all these kind of things. And then you can get a frozen liquor slushie. Sheets slushies. in Pittsburgh? Sheets is in Pittsburgh, yes. Okay. It's not here until you get into, like, Virginia. There's no Wawa's in Pittsburgh. There's only Sheets. And then you get to that gray area kind of in the middle of Pennsylvania. What have you been up to, brother? All I've been doing is watching things. And I've watched too many things to actually talk about any of them really in depth. But I'm going to go through them all quickly, one or two sentences, just because. Tell me. Why not? Yeah, I want First up. This week's How Does This Get Made movie, this past week's How Does This Get Made movie, is this movie called The Peanut Butter Solution, which is from 1985. This is the one I'm going to do a little bit more in depth on because it is insane. Okay. It is a children's movie in which a kid goes into a haunted house and gets scared so bad his hair falls out. And he is then approached by ghosts with a recipe to regrow hair. But he puts too much peanut butter in there, and so his hair grows and grows and grows at a remarkable rate. Then his best friend puts it on his pubes, and then he has pubes that grow out the bottom of his pants. What? Again, 12-year-olds in a kid's movie. That's awesome. A Canadian kid's movie, The Peanut Butter Solution, free to watch on Prime. 
Wow. Absolutely bizarre. Watch that. Sounds sounds incredible. Okay. Not to be confused with Peanut Butter Falcon. Correct. Also great. Also great. <laughs> I know, but not to be confused with. Not Shout to out. be confused with. Shout out Shia. I'm also cutting in stand-up because I've basically been doing like one stand-up a day. I watched Hannah Gadsby's Douglas special. She was the one, I don't know if you know, but she was the one who did Nanette. She's like the Australian comedian, I believe. Australian I don't New remember. Zealand. No. She did this one where it was all about, like kind of predominantly about the trauma that she's dealt with. And it was like this very, very heavy hitting, hard hitting, but it was really good, but it came out last year. Okay. But she followed up today or this year with Douglas, which was very funny. And like, I was enjoying it, but I wasn't really fully on board until the end. And then she gets like real weird about like art history and like has like basically a slide show of just insane old-timey like renaissance art and it's very funny there cool then i watched that new will ferrell movie rachel mcadams movie the eurovision song contest have you seen this i'm sure you've heard of it i only heard of it like in previews for netflix i'm a big fan of rachel mcadams i'm a big fan of will ferrell you know what eurovision you knew what it was yeah it's like the international singing it's like base. it's the every country has their own sort of prelims it's like the olympics of singing yeah it's like um what, what were some of these shows like? Like American Idol and stuff. American just, Idol. Yeah, it's yeah. like American Idol if it was like Universe Idol. I have a lot of foreigners that work with me and they love Eurovision. Like, it's like something that they really watch and get like into because like, you know, they're all representing their countries that are smaller. Well, this movie, the movie is not good, but Rachel McAdams is adorable. I love bad. her in that. Yeah. But yeah. Then I watch, okay, so then I watched, uh, two Eddie Murphy specials. I watched Delirious and Raw. Have you seen these? I'm assuming you have. Yes! With the Raw with the red fucking leather jumpsuit? Delirious. Delirious is the red jumpsuit. Raw is the purple jumpsuit. Okay. Delirious starts off with like 15 or 20 minutes of absolutely terrible homophobic like hard F's all over the place. It does not fly at all. And then once you get past that it's like 45 minutes of him absolutely on fire. Funniest guy in the world doing at 22 years old. And he's young and delirious. Yeah, he's yeah, I was going to say 19, but he's 20. Okay, I think he's cool. 22. Raw comes five years later, and it's kind yep. of like a sequel to it, and like, not great. It was kind of disappointing, and I think he was, it's almost like... Which one is the one with the with the big piece of chicken? Daddy comes home, he's working all day, and all he gets is the big piece of chicken. That's the first one. Yeah, that's delirious. Okay, yeah. Raw is good too, though. It's it it's not like, when you watch them close together. It's it's not like it's not okay. great. Like I would Fair. watching them together. I would watch Delirious again, keeping in mind how problematic a lot of it is. Yeah, it, of the times, I get it. Yeah, but like watching them a day apart, I was like, oh yeah, Raw is not great. Like I did not, I would not watch Raw again because Raw, like a, like the first like twenty five minutes of it is kind of like reaction to Delirious, and it just like his impressions are still really good, but it's like. Just it wasn't as good, but Delirious is on Netflix. I would say check out Delirious. Delirious. Is incredible, yeah. The one with the red jumpsuit, right? Yeah, yes, like that one, one is yeah. like top tier. Then I watched Shirley, which is on Hulu, which is about Shirley Jackson, the author. It's starring Elizabeth Moss. Great. Okay. It's basically a horror movie without being a horror movie. It's just about an author writing a novel. I don't know if you would like it, but I really, really like that. Then I watched a new movie release, Baby Teeth did not like it's like this kind of twee teen cancer drama uh, people are liking not for it, me did not that's does not sound like it's for me at all then i rewatched as i do every year on the fourth of july i rewatched jaws which is great i watched hamilton which we talked about i watched yep. raw which we talked about and yep. then i watched oh hello which i finally watched because i was like i watched hamilton oh. i might as well watch the other broadway thing and i've been putting it off for i think three years now did you did you like it of course i did as much as i love kroll show as much as i love john mulaney the broadway show version of 
it like didn't do anything for me. I watched it with Zach. We were drinking beers. We we love both of them. You know, he's a big fan of the Kroll show. And when we turned it on, we were like, Steve Martin showing up was cool. There was like some good stuff in it, but like overall, we were like, man, we are so glad we didn't go see this in New York. Like, I oh been- no, I loved it. I it it starts off slow-ish, but it gets to a point like once the actual show starts, and I think because I didn't know what it was gonna be, and so like they even make a joke in the thing. They're like. Look at you being impressed that like a Broadway stage show has a set because like they pull up the curtain and like there's yeah. a set there and like I guess like everybody in the crowd I was just like oh I didn't expect any of this like, I, I didn't know what I expected I just sort of expected yeah. them like talking like stand up but they actually have like a show that's just like a dumb show that's like kind of based on their characters' lives and I loved it. like once I got on that I was just like oh yeah no I'm fully on board so I love that I can okay. see why like other distillations of like too much tuna or whatever on Kroll's show or just watching their stand-up or whatever would be better. But this was somehow it exceeded my expectations, which are already good pretty high. So I, I loved it. That's also on Netflix too. Watch Middle Ninja and Swatch instead. It's better. I'm gonna watch that soon. I've not gotten that yet. It's totally subjective, but I liked it better. There's director the director Jonathan Glazer who did Under the Skin, that movie that came out a handful of years ago where Scarlett Johansson plays an alien. Okay. I watched his first two movies. He's only done three. He did Under the Skin in like twenty thirteen ish but then he did sexy beast in 2000 and birth in 2004 and they're both great if you're into kind of weird like sexy beast is kind of like a retirement heist one more job kind of thing but like a little weird like a little surreal a little like not david lynchy because i feel like that's a a lazy comparison but like approaching that it's kind of a weird thing and then birth is a very what seems to be supernatural weird creepy thing that turns like deeply sort of sad by the end which is i know i'm not really selling it well but like Ugh. they're both great they're both doesn't really sound great. like anything i want but okay you i think you would like sexy beast i don't think you would like well you might actually like birth I think of okay. the two, you should watch Sexy Beast if you're going to watch it either. But okay. I think I think they're both great and they're both watch, worth watching. I mean, most of what I've been watching, because I just like, nobody's, I'm not, I mean, at least I'm not, I know people are going places, but I'm not going anywhere, especially yeah. now. I have the extra day off. I'm just going to sit inside, air conditioning, pumping, and just Cranking. watch, 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 it's watch, watch. Degrees so. Here. Yep. so anyway, that's Extracurricular Activities, a supersized version. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chop it down somehow, I guess. I don't know Go how. Go ahead. Hopefully. Joe, we have a Patreon page in the show, Too Fast, Too Forever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellenin, Justin Kleinman, Brian Rodriguez Ooh. of High School Ooh. Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, and Jerry Robinson for supporting us at the $5 level or above. Thank, Thank you all, all so much. Like I said, like we've been teasing, we are going to announce the next three laps to our patrons in the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, we are. So if you want to go on there and get a pick for each lap, you can do that at the $10 a month. I also want to remind you, and I actually did a little bit of math today just to see. So we have closing. So this episode comes out on Tuesday. And then in two weeks from today, we are announcing the Hall of Fame. So if you've not voted yet, cageclub.me slash bracket. Yeah, we've been pitching it. The voting will close... I want to say like next weekend, because that's when we're actually going to wind up recording. You basically have, from the time this episode comes out, you have like a week and a half-ish to vote if you've not voted yet. If you want to vote again, whatever. Go do it. So I I checked right now. So we have, I was just, I was curious about one thing and I did not look into the results. As best as I could, I just sort of hid my eye from it. But we have right now 33 responses, which I think is a pretty good return. Pretty good return. Pretty good number. 33 responses. Of those... 27 people voted for 10 things. Wow. We have also in there an 8, a 6, a 9, a 5, a 7, and a 4. So 4 is the least. But yeah, so I'm I'm very interested to see 
how it's all going to shake out. Because I have, again, I have not looked. I'm going to look when we close the balloting, you know, in a week and a half or whatever. But right yeah. now, if you have not voted yet and you want to make sure that the things you like get in there, cageclub.me slash bracket. Please. We also have an email address on the show, family at cageclub.me. And Joe, we got a bunch of emails, but they're kind of like continuation sort of trains of thought, sort of, kind of. First up from Jerry Robinson, subject line, funny meme I saw. This is just a quick email. What he up, says, Jerry? I saw this on Facebook, and it made me spit out my beer like Tej in Fast 6. Which is so, one of our favorite. Like, that moment gets Rachel going every single time. Like, every single time she yeah. sees Tej spit out his beer... She's, like, giddy, and she giggles the whole time. So it's coming up. It's actually going to be not the next minute, but we're getting there almost the oh, next minute. It's yeah. in the next two minutes in our Fast and Furious minutes. So not this episode, yep. but the next two minutes. It's a picture of Jesse and a picture of Johnny Tran. Jesse says, state's opening. Then it has Johnny Tran, COVID-19, and it just says, too soon, Junior. Shout out to Wells, by the way, for his Twitter too name. Soon, Bird app name. Somebody posted this on my wall, like, at the very beginning of covid but, like, one of my friends posted this, like, at, like months ago, and I also thought it was hysterical. I still think it's hysterical now, Jerry. It's great. We just didn't share it because COVID was serious, and we would laugh about that amongst ourselves. I don't want to share this on our social, but I exactly. do think that it's it's funny to talk about because it's, it's just making fun of, like, idiot governors who care more about yep, I political aspirations than health. I agree. And so I 100% agree. All right, then we have a bunch of emails from Nick, which are kind of all sort of continuations of one another. I sent you a couple songs that he sent, so if you want oh, to check yes, those he out. He says, first off, sorry about your dad. Glad he's okay. Well, update. <laughs> update, yeah. He says, my dad had a heart attack when I was in Afghanistan, so I had to come home as a Red Cross message, but everything oh, worked out. Good. Glad it's okay. Yeah, that's awesome, Nick. Thank you. That's great. Give me some optimism. I love it. Uh, he says, I'm a, a fan of the old country music. Actually come from the country rap band, the Jaga Boys, Feet twang and round called Wayland's Gone. So there's a lyric that says Willie is the last highwayman and then they found the band The Highwaymen which featured Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson. It says Silver, Sa- Silver Stallion is a good example. That's a damn killer band right there. Then he's commenting on us commenting on a picture of his truck. He's got, says he's got a truck GPS and he uses Waze on his iPad. He's got his iPod for music and then the phone on the other side for podcasts. So he's got four different screens uh, there. Okay, that's the all the accoutrements we saw mm-hmm. in his truck earlier. Mm-hmm. Yes. He says, I vaguely remember the Wendy's salad bar, but only after you mentioned it. Plus, Joey had me reminiscing about Pennsylvania and growing up near Hershey. I was just talking about this. When we were when I was talking to my dad, you know, before the whole chaos, um, I was saying I really have been wanting to take Rachel to Hershey and Shout out, Nick might know this, but Nemecolon. Do you know what Nemecolon is, Joey? No. It's like the Pittsburgh, it's like north of Pittsburgh, and it's like the Pittsburgh kind of like couples retreat spot. Okay. My mom used to take us as kids there to go to Nemecolon, and like, it's like a whole resort that has a golf course and all kinds of activities, and I've been meaning to take Rachel there, and I told my dad, like, oh man, like, I was listening to the radio, and they were saying about Nemecolon, and I was like, I want to take Rachel there, and he's like, why don't you? I was like, they just said they reopened on the radio. Hershey's dope, though. There's, like, a really cool documentary about it, but there's a Milton Hershey school, and there's, like, um, a school for kids that were very underprivileged that the Hershey family started, Milton Hershey started, and they graduate a ton of kids to Ivies in, like, a really scary way. It's awesome. Like, it's, like, one of the coolest things ever. Like, the only requirements to get into Milton Hershey's school, it's, like, a boarding school and, like, super lit, but, like, you have to be, like, very, very poor, 
and I met some kids that went to Milton Hershey School, and they all graduated from Ivy's, and they're delightful people, and I love them. I'm a big fan of Hershey and the company and what they did for the state and what they did for them. So Cool. Big fan. Nick goes on, he says, in Elizabethtown, the town I grew up, we had a Hosses. So you were talking about Hosses, I yes. think, last episode, yeah. right? Or a couple of whatever, whatever that was. It says, my favorite restaurant when I was a kid. They used to, I don't know if they still do, but they used to have a hot air balloon festival in Hershey. Do you what? know about that or no? No, I'd never heard about this. And my family would go over there and watch them lift off, and we would follow them. It was boring when I was a kid, but it was pretty cool thinking back. And I was talking about, I think I talked about on here, about how the town that I grew up in was basically known for you did. a balloon festival. So I think it's, uh, you know. Yeah, and how they landed in your backyard, you were telling me. And yep. I was like, why don't you kick them the fuck out? But yeah, okay, cool. Well, Race Wars, one thing I'm glad that Race Wars evolved just like the franchise. In the beginning, it was just tuners, but in seven, they have Letty and the Cuda, and she was racing an Audi R8 muscle versus supercar so that's very yeah. cool yeah very good point i like that i think he writes about race wars later we're going to talk about race wars this minute again so stay tuned for that this plus having 1500 cars is cool like a car show in the event they have a nostalgia drag meet in york pennsylvania fairgrounds where the race and the show cars will be displayed and once in a while they'd start one of the funny cars a little cackle fest uh. as i've seen it called so loud inside i loved it I love that name. It's like it's like a murder of crows. Like a cackle fest is just a gathering of uh, funny yeah. cars. When I was driving in, I passed Allegheny um, Speedway, which is the drag strip that my dad and I would always go to, and they'd have funny car night there, and they mm. are very loud, so I've experienced that before. Also, in Connecticut, Nick, if you're ever around, there's one weekend that's called like the Dream Ride or something. I think I've talked about it on here before. I mentioned it to you because we were laughing about it because it was like it's the called the Dream Ride where all these exotic cars show up, but like you just take like an like a sick kid on a ride with you, and you were like, was it you who said do they get to drive it? Was I talking about this with you? I don't think so. They take, like, Make-A-Wish kids on a ride in a, in a very exotic car, like million-dollar cars, and they drive them around and hang out with them all day. The Dream Ride is very cool in Connecticut, so if you're ever up that way near when the Dream Ride happens, it's one of the coolest car shows I've ever been to, and we try to go to it every year. Very cool. It says, okay, I think the Blues Brothers was cool. It's been a long time since I've seen it, and I was confusing the ending with Blues Brothers 2000. I think they have some the same kind of power like the family. They should have died so many times, especially in the phone booth, LOL. Yeah. Still loved it and forgot all the special guests. So talking about Triple X, the franchise, the Vin Diesel franchise, even the first one has hints of Fast and Furious in it as he literally jumps a Corvette over or onto maybe a new Corvette. Plus there's a 66 Ooh, GTO. Nice. Because the second one has Ice Cube in it, so it's not bad. I do like Ice Cube all around from movies to music. I love Ice Cube too. I have a nice Today Was a Good Day t-shirt that I bought from Walmart for $5. It's just Ice Cube from that from that music video, and it's awesome. Last thing, I think Carter Verone will come back somehow. At the end of Too Fast, Roman jokes with him as he's taken away don't drop the soap brian says he's gonna kill you when he gets out roman you think he'll get out brian he'll get out just saying whole villains revenge tag team style anyway tail lights bitches nick i think we've talked about that but it's like is carter verone big time enough to compete with like cypher like he just sort of like wasn't he working for cypher he was working for cypher no braga was working for Shaw or Braga was working for Cypher or whatever, right? But like, yeah, that no, the Carter Verone thing, the Reyes thing, the Johnny Tran thing, the DK thing, those are all just independent. Like, I feel like the family has leveled up so much since, too. I would love to see Carter Verone come back and like kill Roman. That would be great fan service, and we get rid of a character like we've been saying, and we also get great fan service. Like, he's I'm out of jail, I'm on parole, bitches, and then just shoots him, you know? RIP Rome. 
Romy Rome. Rome. Then Nick sends another email, says, forgot to add these. They have four LED color lights inside of one on the back of the cab to light up the trailer front. So I'm going to send you four pictures here. Let me see. I can change the mood. Or I can change it to fit the mood. Plus, they can be controlled by a remote or an app. Plus, the oh. Iron Man sticker on my blind spot door window. We had to install a sub. The sound system in the older trucks weren't too good for bass, but now I'm bumping. LOL. All right, guys. Headlights. I'll let you win once, Nick. He has a big ass sub under his bed in here, and the dog again. And he has a big ass sub. Oh, that's awesome, though. Then Nick sends uh, the two links to two songs he mentioned. Plus, Chicken Willie that was on his toolbox is an awesome artist named Upchurch. So I sent the two links to you on Facebook for Thank earlier. You. And yeah. then Nick says, Race Wars again. Well, now we got to the minute. I always hate to admit it. I always thought she said the adrenaline rush would be too large, not too large, not TWO large. Oh, okay. And then thought she flashed the cash and flipped them off. And there are many times of drag racing, like heads up, dial in, or break out, which is the one that Joe was talking about. Usually they only have test runs beforehand. So they have an idea of what it will run, and you can't break the time that you have dialed in or you lose. Yeah, like, t- uh, we called it test and tune, t- test and tune, I think, is what they were. And they had, like, Tuesday nights that you'd do, like, test and tune, and you could bring any car down and, like, race it to get your, like, timing. Yeah. Also, there is one that it's open to all kinds, but it might be called delay, I can't remember. But if you're up against a slower car, the light or Christmas tree will delay for the faster car, uh, so the slow car gets a chance to win. But the faster oh, so car can catch him, of course, he wins. Yep. It's done by time. That's kind of like, is it the Brewers or the Reds? Some baseball team has, like, the Flash or the Freeze, Mr. Freeze or something. Do you know about this? Oh, like, I feel like I've seen it. Is it the, Bra- the Braves? God, I feel like I've seen this live before. And the only other team I've seen live is, like, the Braves. But, yes, I've seen videos of the of the Flash, the Freeze. It is the Braves. MLB beat the Freeze, yep. yes. Beat the Freeze. That's what I, th- I thought so. And so they just have – I haven't gone to Atlanta. I guess I should have known that it was a stadium that I haven't been to. I, I guess it could have been since they since I – went to wherever. Did your tour, like, yeah. Yeah, they just have, like, a fan run from, like, pole to pole, and then they give him, I guess, probably, like, a 15 or something second head start, and then there's the guy in the freeze uh, who's who just was just, like, fast. a sprinter, like, basically an Olympic sprinter, who yeah. was just in, like, an, uh, a Charlie Day green band, but, like, a teal like Lycra bodysuit just like blazes yep. and he almost always like he's he's lost but he almost always wins and it's just it's just amazing to see like again again like you know the faster car just like catching up and blowing yep. by just some random schmuck it's awesome i don't i can never beat that guy he's way faster than i am he says about mad 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 world or as he calls it mad times four world didn't know there was an extended cut really just to find the one that i got to work in the semi i'll have to check out the extended cut I was going to split it up between the night I got to New Jersey and when I got my back haul, but I ended up getting hooked, and I watched the whole thing. Good. That's a good sign. Yeah, cool. I feel like what's weird about that movie, and we were kind of talking about it in regards to, like, cutting scenes out, is that, like, there's no real logical place to to stop, aside from the intermission. There's no real logical place to stop, but there's also, you could stop whenever, right? Like, it's not like there's a part where you're like, okay, cool. Like, there's a big car chase. Like, we finished it. We're, like, back at the home base or whatever. It's like, things just keep going. Aside from the intermission, it's just like, stop anytime or just, you know, don't stop at all. Yep. The girl dancing tripped me out, no pun intended, but I didn't think about drugs, but it makes sense. The yeah. twist, twisting girl. The old World War One plane made me laugh. It sounded like it was shifting. The whole movie was a laugh. I recognized some of the people, but couldn't tell the names. I thought the cop or the chief was funny, and in the regular cut, he doesn't get to do the double pension deal for solving the tuna mm. fish robbery. But that falls through, so he's over by the map talking to the other cops, and he stares at the word Mexico. 
Ooh, mm, just like uh, Dom at the end of the first movie, right? Very true, yeah. Like the In-N-Out tribute, cool trivia. All right, talk to you later. Taillights, Nick. Yeah, the In-N-Out trivia was good. And thank you, Nick, for writing in. Then Jerry sends in two car pictures, including one from Ileana, from his girlfriend, Ileana. So we will do Ooh, those so Ileana sent us a car picture. That's cool. Yeah, we've got, man, we've got so many car pictures that we're going to have to get to them. I was trying to wonder, like, Nico was saying, and you'll hear in this episode, he's like kind of a car guy. And I was wondering if they're going to whose side they will be on. And I was going to bring up the games, but I was just like, I'm already confusing them. And you'll hear all this. I'm already confusing them with like the, the watch order, but like actually yep. playing it back in the edit, like they weren't, I think they were just kind of laughing at just like how absurd it all is, but they the weren't chaos, like, yeah. but they weren't like confused, but I, was no, like, I don't want to bring up too much stuff that they don't need to know. Then our last two emails, both from Alex Ellenin, who was watching, up, Alex? as you can imagine, on a holiday. There was a Fast and Furious marathon on TV. So he says, subject line, so was July 4th. He says, and obviously I'm watching the FNF marathon on TBS. Perfect. This is actually weird. Maybe Nick was watching this too. I don't know. But he says, at the end of Too Fast, Carter Verone says, I'll see you soon. So it's now like they're talking to each other. Holy Alex shit. Alex and Nick. Yeah. Just some food for thought as I usually quit paying attention by now. Gotta go. Tokyo Drift is on. I have to go to another five minute diatribe for the dogs and the misses about how tool time isn't wearing his shirt under his football jersey and that's a grade a way to get some chafed nips i was just watching the episode of the office when they do the like uh, you don't know it right you have you seen it Correct. yeah you've seen the office nope god damn it okay so they do like a 5k run-a-thon fun run something so there's like four rabies but also cancer and like you know in the true office fashion and somebody was just bleeding from his nips on the fun run and that's what I was just thinking about. Go ahead. But I've watched The Office exclusively with people who loved it, and they were all like pre-laughing at jokes, and I was like, oh, this is a terrible way to watch it. Yeah, it's not But a I've fun seen time. probably 15 episodes. Like, I don't know where. I watched, like, I think the first season with friends, but they were all just like laughing ahead of time. I'm just like, this is, I don't, this is not good. It's lame. This is not how it's I want to watch this. Yeah. I've not watched enough, and I've not watched it like in the quote-unquote right way to say, like, I don't like this. But as of right now, if you asked, do I like The Office? I would say no. With the caveat of, like, I didn't watch it in a good way. Really see it, yeah. And then the next email, our last email from Alex, the subject line is, quote, so she said you'd be here on the 7th, but we're a day ahead of you. So here we go. Ooh, so he's watching Tokyo Drift and he's thinking about Sean's dad. Go ahead. So Papa Boswell thought his yes. ex... Actually, before we get here, so I think it's the dad's fault, right? And you think it's the mom's fault. And then we agreed on the most recent time with Dan that it's actually probably just Sean's fault. Like, Sean messed it up somehow. And we kind of, like, settled, like, yeah. not that we're ever going to agree, but, like, Sean goofed The somehow. dad knows military time. He's a he's a Navy man. He's not in the wrong here is what I'm guessing. Right, That's okay. my take on it. And you said, oh, no, Sean's dad fucked it up because what he says. Right. But, yes. So Papa Boswell thought his ex didn't account for the time change that Japan has a day ahead. Yes. But Sean shows up on the 7th, which is actually the 6th, for the generic city in the southwest U.S. So Pops thinks he's going to be here on the 8th. But Sean shows up a day early in his mind. That's what I'm saying too. As, again, like I think that's like I think that's what we agree on. It's just a matter of like what that actually how that how you interpret that, right? Like it's But Sean's dad wouldn't have messed up the timing, is what I'm saying. Like he's I know, a military I know, man. I know. It would have been like twenty four hundred. We're not gonna relitigate this. I know. Exactly. I also, how did Sean pay for the cab home from the airport? I doubt he had some yen just lying around. Also, I don't know about the specific t- layout of the Tokyo airport, but I doubt the exchange would be inaccessible for Sean by the time he realized that he needed a cab. I don't know. I think there's a couple exchanges there, and there's definitely ATMs at the at, at like really close to where you'd pick up a taxi. But can you like put an American credit card or debit card in yep. and get out Japanese yep. yen? 100%. 
Oh, okay. In every cool. country you go to. So it might make sense to save this for the next Tokyo Drift episode. Just want to get these thoughts out there. Well, no, I mean, we already we tackled it, so. This, so this is why I carry, um, you know, all my Miles heads out there. Shout out Justin. If you have a checking account, I highly re- recommend the Charles Schwab High Yield Investor account because you pay no ATM fees mm. and you get a really mm-hmm. good exchange rate. So when I go to any country and I need cash, the first thing I do is I go to an ATM, use my debit card, get out like, you know, 100 bucks, dollars of whatever their currency is, and you just, you know, pay the exchange rate and you're fine. I do realize, that's all the emails, family at cageclub.me if you want to email us, but I did realize that there's not really, it's a kind of a story, it's not like an extracurricular activity, but it's something, it kind of is, but I had a real crazy revelation that is tied to what? the show. So obviously we know our friend and fan and listener Wes yeah. has the Back to the Island Twitter where it's the or back to back to the island, which is the fan based Twitter account yes. for the podcast Back to the Island, which is a lost rewatch podcast that's hosted by two musicians, right? Yes. Wes has said in the past that there are you know the musicians Jeff and Chris and blah blah blah. This past week on maybe Wednesday? I think Wednesday. This musician, Jeff Rosenstock, did this thing where he was accepting, for $2, you could request a song, and he would put all the songs in your name in a bucket, and he would draw out names of songs and whatever, and he would play that song. He did like 20 songs live on Instagram, and all the money went to like Black Lives Matter and Associated Charities. Very cool. So it was a great idea. He got like what seemed to be hundreds, if not thousands of things. We made a lot. Of, he made a good amount of money to help the cause. I click on this Instagram live and it's like followed by my friend Tom, who I've talked about before. He's on Tub Talk and followed by someone else and followed by Wes. And I was like, okay, cool. And like, this is a musician that my friends, the Tub Talk friends love that they've gotten me to listen to. He's like this punk rock guy. He's like in a couple different bands that I love. He used to be in this band called Bomb the Music Industry. I okay. think he was in or associated with uh, this band, Andrew Jackson Jihad, which... They have changed their name to AJJ, so they don't have Jihad in their name. They just abbreviated Fair. it. Fair. But yeah. he's been in a bunch of different things, and my friends love him. And I'm watching, and I'm like, why well, like Wes? And I'm like, okay, hold on, let me do some, let me do a little bit of searching. So I go on Wes's Twitter, and I go to the Back to the Island, the main Twitter, and it says, hosted by Jeff Rosenstock and Chris Darren. And I yeah. was like, holy shit. So, like, I have two kind of simultaneous conversations <laughs> going on. It's kind of like the Tuco... Braga thing where it's like yes. talking about the same guy but I never made the connection because like Wes has just said oh you know these guys Jeff and Chris they don't really give a shit too much about the podcast they like doing it but it's not like a priority because they're musicians and yeah. just refer to them as Jeff and Chris and then I have on the other hand I have my friends who are like Jeff Rosenstock is this great musician like you should listen to his new record he's like this great punk rock or whatever and so I'm like wait a minute, I kind of have like a beautiful mind Pepe Silvia moment where I was like, wait a minute, this is all the same. And so my friend who's like in the Instagram lab, I was like, oh, wait a minute. So one of my friends we've met through the podcast like is close with his close with these guys and i was like wes like what's the deal and he's like oh yeah no like we're like you know fans that became friends and blah 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 and i just had this like i was like oh holy shit so like i was gonna go like wes has talked about how the podcast has gotten to the point where like they only have one more episode of the show to watch yes and they want to do like a live taping at some point in new york yes. city for you know i don't know if they're from there or whatever they'll do a live taping in new york after everything calms down goes back to normal they're gonna do some kind of concert and i was always thinking in my head like well if wes, if wes and mrs west fly up here i'm only an hour away like i would just go like i don't really give a shit about like i don't know who the musicians are but like i would go I'd to hang out with them and like i like lost same and then i was like wait a minute so now it's a musician that i like that my friends love 
And I was like, oh, so now, like, they would want to go, too. Like, they might not know about, like, the Lost thing, but if there's a concert or whatever. So I was like, oh, just, like, minds and worlds melding and colliding. I was like, oh, like, That's it's awesome. all the same Jeff. I just never had the context for, like, <laughs> who Jeff was. So I was like, That's oh, That's very shit. cool. Okay. Wes, if, if they have it and they're going to New York, let us know. I'll come down from Connecticut. Joey will come from New Jersey, and we'll all meet there, and we'll hang out and drink beers. Yeah. Well, I mean, or on. not drink beers, because I you know. I know you have a shitty palate and you don't like to eat things, but sure. Yeah, we'll have some uh, cracker original combos. Yeah, some saltines. We'll just eat saltines together. On the streets, any Fast and Furious news that you have seen, heard of since last time? I don't think that I have. Plus, it's no. a holiday week. There is no. news. There's not Rock the Vote news, but there is news that I do oh. not want to cover, but we have to mention, and I want to just say in advance. Good, say it. I know you love him, but like, fuck all of this. <laughs> Kanye West is officially running for president, which, like, fuck Which right doesn't mean there. anything. It doesn't mean anything, though. I mean, like, is he really running for president? Well, so like, that's you the start thing. your like, campaign and, like... I mean, there was also, like, you know, he wore the MAGA hat for a while, but then you look at his campaign donations, and he donated zero dollars to anything Republican. He donated, like, yep. millions of dollars to Democratic candidates and stuff like that. But I don't know. I mean, he's just a provocateur and the artist or whatever, but, like... He's an artiste. He is an artiste. I'm but, a like, fan. But, like, anything he's doing here is not going to hurt Trump. <sighs> Yeah. Just stay out of it, man. I think he's just just having fun. I think he's just being a typical Gemini and just, like, late to the game and just trying to get involved for no reason. And I I think that he can cause bad things, but I don't think that's his intention. But at the same time, like, I think he's like, I really think I could win if I run in July. No, I think he just, it's just an ego thing. Like, he's just like, Yeah, exactly. It's the same, but uh, again, we're not going to cover that. Uh, I'm glad that he's not in the movies because then we would have to cover this whole bullshit, but like, (laughs) god damn it. I love Kanye as much as Kanye loves Kanye. The only other thing to do before I take a break is the Fast and Furious Minute, Minute 72, a minute I called See Ya! minute the rasta racer still unfortunately named blows letty kisses she shrugs it off the race begins rasta racer sings another one bites the dust then promptly loses to letty we then see the size scale and scope of race wars as we see brian pull to a stop outside what we will learn next minute is the dt precision auto shop trailer so we just see him kind of pulling around there's a bunch of cars we talked offline we talked before we started recording about how this is another beautifully self-contained minute which is nice but also there's not a lot that goes on here like there's not a lot to talk about it's not anything that you want to make note of in this minute the funny thing is that letty has like a printed tape label gun nos notifications on her Mm -hmm. buttons on her steering wheel Mm -hmm. which i find really funny because like 
Does she not know it's NOS? Does anybody else drive her car that would need the instructions to use NOS? And why would you label it like if they didn't know what NOS was? You know what I mean? There's so many questions right. I have about that. I think it's, you know, obviously just for the viewer, but not nothing crazy like that. Uh, Ross Erase's car, he has an RX-7 too, which is very cool. And I found the... Um, Volk Racing Wheels website that he has a sticker of on the side of his car. I think, I think, you can't see the number in its entirety. You sort of have to see it as it frames around his spoiler, but I think he's number 166. Makes I also sense. see a bunch of other numbers in the parking lot. There's 201, 202, 204. We see, we know that Letty's car is 207, and yeah. I think I see 380 as well. So, again, they're kind of all over the place. I don't know, but I think Ross the Racer is 166. And then the car that goes, I don't know, it just, there's not a lot of variety there, but I guess it also kind of makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. The only thing that I want to make note of particularly is what I think the trivia question is going to be is, I was like, I wonder how many times we've seen Nas used in this movie so far. And I went back through the notes and unless we missed writing one down, which I don't think we would have, this is the third character and the fourth use of Nas in the first race where Dom beats Brian, yeah. Brian uses Nas twice. And Dom uses, a double, I think, a double shot the one time. So there's three uses there, and this is the fourth one, third character. So, like, interesting for how often Nas is referenced and key part of, like, fandom and trivia and all that stuff in the franchise, it's not really that commonly used. And I was just wondering, also, I did want to, <laughs> I did want to point out that as I was searching through the, the document for NOS, there's certain other words that came up, but, like, the funniest one that came up was cappuccinos. You can't spell cappuccinos without the word Nas, which I think is a very oh, funny, like, of course you would use cappuccinos because it's got Nas in there. Why not? Yeah, why not? But unless you have a better idea for a trivia question. The only other trivia question I had in mind was what song does Ross the Racer sing? I thought that too, but I also, I had your, your voice in my mind, like, not too easy. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, that was the only thing I could think of. I like your how many times Nas has been used by the time Letty uses it in Race Wars. But what is your wording of it? Let me see. Including Letty's use of Nas in this minute, how many times have we seen Nas used in the movie so far? That's perfect. But now the question is, do we, because Brian, we see Brian use it twice. Are people going to think that's once or twice? That's twice. He presses the button twice. He uses two, he uses two Nas's. So four. That counts. Yeah, that's four. So we can do, we'll do, how about we do two, three, four, and five? That's perfect. I love it. And the answer is, of course, four. Tough one, but I don't think I think it's easier than the what number is Letty's car at Race Wars, which again, like looking at the car, looking at the number on the car, you're like, is that still is that right? Yeah, exactly. So let's take a break. Hear another word from Kelly Blue Book. We'll be right back. And six, tune-up, recap, relap, getting an estimate. This episode is brought to you by Kelly Blue Book. Buying a car can be stressful. It helps to have a trusted pricing source on your side. The Kelly Blue Book Price Advisor shows you what you should pay for a new and used car based on what others have paid in your area. Shout out, Kelly Blue Book. 
Well, shout out to Kelly Blue Book and welcome to the tune-up oh. relap recap for lap six. So in a little bit, we're going to have Nico and Kevo on to talk about <laughs> next lap. Sorry, I'm just giggling because we just recorded it and those two are fucking blast. So yes, So I'm you will excited. do that very soon. But before we get to the future, before we look to the future, we must look to the past. And Joe, this was the kicking it old school lap. A lot of things happened. I don't know if if you're aware. A lot of things happened this lap. We have, when all is said and done, we will have 38 episodes this lap. This is the lap where we went from one a week to two a week. Jesus. 38? 38. We're going to have even more next lap. As it stands right now, we're going to have 44 episodes next lap. God damn. Okay. I know. This is the lap that the pandemic hit, that COVID hit, that we doubled up. Yeah, a lot happened. I don't mean this to be a positive or a negative, but I'm glad if we had to deal with a worldwide pandemic that claimed hundreds of thousands of lives, selfishly for the podcast, I'm glad it happened during the kicking an old school lap and not the Brian O'Connor lap, because the movies this yeah. lap were so much better than that <laughs> lap, and that's the, that's the silver lining on all of this, I think. Yeah, and I'm also glad, like... It wasn't, like, world domination lap or something, right? Oh, like, yeah. Like, catastrophic events lap or something. Or like, like a sarcastic, like, MAGA lap, which is like, oh, we don't want to be associated with this. <laughs> this is bad. You know, like, what if we would have been like, oh, yeah, we're going to like, start watching all these goofy movies, and then it's just like, you know, the day after yes. tomorrow. It's yeah. like, it actually The happens. end of the world. It's, it's the end of the world as you know it, and I feel, I feel fine. fine. Yeah. Do you have... Favorite, I mean, we still have a couple more movies this lap that we've not covered yet, but do you have any favorite movies that we've covered, any of the pit stops, any ones that stand out to you, any ones that you hadn't seen before that you love, um, anything that you're going to that you either have maybe have rewatched or want to rewatch very soon? I think that we watched some fucking great movies this mm-hmm. lap, like some top tier ones. And just because it's recent and because it left such like a huge mark on me, I think To Live and Die in L.A., like, Ooh, holy yeah. shit, like that was such a great movie. Vanishing Point. For, you know, I'd never seen it before. That one was killer. Um, I'm glad that we watched through, you know, some of the classics like Bullet and stuff like that. Even Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry. The original, The Italian Job, dude. Like, holy shit, when we found yep. that one, that was yep. like top tier movie. There's many movies that we watched this lap that like, I'm like, man, I want to put these all on one playlist and just watch through them over and over again because they're just a blast. Yeah, these are all very much your uh, dive bar movies on repeat playlist. Exactly. I love it. I don't think that there are any movies this lap that I didn't like, which is surprising. Well, wait, was Bloodshot this lap or Bloodshot not this lap? I mean, even if it was, it doesn't really fully count. Oh, it definitely was this lap because it was in Pandemic, so... Yeah, but it wasn't like... It wasn't a classic car movie. It wasn't a classic... It wasn't part of the theme. We did it because it came out. I liked Bloodshot even. I didn't even find that too bad. I know that you weren't a huge fan of it, but like, it wasn't awful. I didn't hate it, right? That's what I'm saying. I didn't love it. But yeah, we've had great ones. I think, to your point, To Live and Die in LA was a movie that kind of really kicked my ass in the best way. You know, we're recording this. This comes out on Tuesday. This Friday's episode of Hanks for the Memories that Mike and I are going to do is the movie Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which is the Tom Hanks 9-11, where 10 minutes in, Tom Hanks dies in 9-11. And it is the most misery porn bullshit fucking movie I've seen in so long, <laughs> and I hate it. And, like, it, it's another one where I'm just like, this was a mi- like, doing this podcast was a mistake, because I don't want to be doing this. Yeah. And I feel like that's the beauty of too fast is that like you know we can like there are going to be movies that are going to be clunkers and stuff but like we can pick what we want and we can make sure that they're good but it's mostly fun like we try to keep it positive and upbeat here you're not going to really find like i guess like some parts of you know a movie like vanishing point could be depressing but like for the most part like we're not going to 
pick depressing movies to watch here. That's like just not the sh- like that's not the the whole thing, right? Right. I think the patron picks this lap. Let's see if I can remember them oh, all. I have God. a list, but like They're great, yeah. Two lane blacktop. I don't know that we ever would have picked, but I'm glad Never. that Nick picked that one because that Super was great movie. Great. Yeah. I love it. I want my dad to watch that one for sure. Jake picked Back to the Future, which again, we were like, should it count? We're like, who cares? It was fun. That was a blast to talk about. Yeah, always. Alex picked The Cannonball Run, which was a great movie. Oh my fun, God. Dumb, dumb, dumb movie, but a lot so of fun. So much fun. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, no. Ben picked Two Lane Blacktop. That's right. Ben picked Two Lane Blacktop because Nick was between that and Hollywood Nights, which we also watched and really In enjoyed. In Hollywood Nights, that blew my mind. That was, you know, Car Animal House, like Amer- yep. Animal House, American Graffiti mixed together. That's another great one that, like, should be on that list of like really impressive movies that I'm like, how did I never see this before? And then the only other patron pick we had this lap was Justin Kleiman picked the Blues Brothers, which we just, which we just did, and we both loved, and we both seen. Before. I needed it. That that like scratched an itch in my soul that I really needed at the moment. So so all those guys have another pick coming next lap in lap seven. And then we have three newer patrons aside from Justin, with Brian, Haley, and Larson each getting two next laps. So it's very exciting. Lots of good movies. Lots of good things. Next lap reminder. The next lap is the Michelle Rodriguez, Letty Ortiz lap, as well as yes. Missing Pieces lap, the Amnesia, the Memory Loss lap. So, yes. Nico, I hope you're not listening to this episode. I, I hope told you took you our not. advice in the second Kevo, half. I hope you're not listening. So, yeah, again, I don't think there are any duds. There are still so many. Like, what's cool about the theme, we could do another lap. Not that we are going to, because we know the next at least four planned out. But yeah. we could do another classic car movie lap next lap and still have another 30 movies that would be great to watch. Oh, yeah. You guys know how we operate, and we have many other ideas that are similar or different, and we always try to keep it a little fresh. Yeah, I I would like to revisit classic car movies eventually, because there's many that we didn't get to do that we wanted to do. Even with the pandemic and doing two a week and having so many extra episodes, there's still Mm -hmm. so many out there that we could do. Like in the conversation we're about to have with Nico and Kevo, Nico talks about the French Connection. We did not cover the French Connection. We're going to next time. We can also do the French Connection, too. We talked about other movies from that director like we covered basically everything around the french connection we just did not do it but we have plenty plenty so many more movies yeah uh, to cover do you think that there are i mean in addition to maybe the french connection are there any massive and i don't think there are on my end but are there any massive classic car movies that you think we missed that we should have covered quote unquote should have covered this lap i mean again knowing this is going to go on forever we're not really worried about that but are, are there any that you're like ah oh, we really probably should have done that no, not strikingly, because like any ones that we thought about, we kind of cut in just by the nature of how this lap worked out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like any ones that I was like, oh, we probably should do this, or somebody really strongly recommended this, we kind of put in, and, and I think we hit like a lot of the major ones, right? Like, yeah. uh, no, there's nothing on the top of my head that I'm like, oh, I regret that we didn't do this one. I also do want you to call special attention to the guests that we had this lap. No shade to past guests, because I think all of our guests have been wonderful. I think especially as we're able to build on the thoughts and the theories and the ideas and the conversations we've had with previous guests, with each new one that comes on, we're able to go even further and even deeper. So we kicked off the Fast and Furious with Snark Squad with Nicole and Mariness. Yeah. And that was a blast because Nicole seemed lost as hell. And Mariness was just kind of la- like everybody was just laughing the entire time because it was just it was a, a blast to record. Fast, yeah. Then we did Too Fast with Nate Milton of the Rocky Maya Vieira Picture Show, which Who we, we love. Yeah. Great episode. Nate's great. Then we brought on my friend Liz or my Twitter friend Liz to talk about Fast and Furious. She was kind of a last minute fill in there because I don't remember who was supposed to be on that one, but we had 
a gap and I was like, hey, I know you love Nicolas Cage movies. Do you love Fast and Furious? She's like, yeah, I've seen about half of them. So she came on. Perfect. That was a lot of fun to have her on there. Yep. Then we had, I think our longest episode was the three hour and five minute episode of Fast Five with Roxana Haddadi from Pajiba, which was great. Yeah, Roxana's awesome. She cracks me up too. Then we had a guy that I don't remember. Can you remember Brian Rodriguez? He was on Fast and Furious 6. I don't... <laughs> I don't know. Ugh, I don't remember who that is. Was he on six and then American Graffiti with us, like back to like very close together? This, it was five episodes feels... later. Yeah, it oh, was like God. two weeks after. Yeah, man, this whole lap has been a blur. Yes, in a good way, but like it just you know you you tell me these things. Some of them feel so far away, and some of them feel so close, right? So we kicked the lap off actually with a. Nas Boost, if you remember, like those kind of the in-between, like after YAML, after Lifespan, we had a Nas Boost, and then we had the Fast and Furious, but like the Nas Boost was at the end of February, so like we knew, like I knew from work that like coronavirus was a thing that was happening, and people knew for yeah. months before that, right, but like we did not know that like two and a half weeks later, our entire world would be thrown upside down. True. This entire lap, like it feels like forever ago that we talked to Nicole and Marines, which we recorded at the end of February, because it was forever ago back when we thought we were still just a weekly podcast too how fast, young too and dumb we were ago. yeah then after we talked to brian on fast and furious 6 before he came back for american graffiti we talked to dan hamamura about the fast and furious tokyo drift which is also a blast that was a great episode yeah dan's a good dude too then similarly another great episode again i'm just a broken record but another great I know, episode but these, these like we really did kill this i mean like the guests on this lap deserve all the applause because like they carried us for sure i think yep. at least we had on furious 7 jeff legaspi which was great was a awesome. blast yeah for sure and then for the feed of the furious we mentioned him oh we mentioned him in the nico and kevo part because he gets the same character as i think nico got but we had another wildly long episode two hours and 58 minutes with brian silliman talking about the fate of the furious which kind of broke my brain and made me love the fate of the furious even more than i did yeah brian's like top of my list for people that i want to have back and to have a beer with right now Mm -hmm. Uh, even though there's corona because he's just like he's just like a hilarious dude i'm sure you got it from the episode but like he genuinely cracks me up so and then our most recent guest not counting mr mike manzi who was on our last episode it's a mad 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 world we had on garrett smith of hobbs and Shaw for another wildly long episode two hours and 59 minutes so we had basically three three hour episodes this lap i am so sorry but they were good and garrett gave us that great new theory that he had yeah. like on how he wants to continue on the franchise that I will never forget and I've been talking about for the past week since he's since we recorded with him Sons of the Furious Race Wars it's perfect and then we're going to have I don't want to tease too much but we're going to have of course to keep up our tradition on the next lifespan episode we will have a very special guest we had another special guest we had brian stop by an episode oh also this lap we had we hit episode 100 way yeah. way faster than we ever thought we were going to but episode 100 with that special guest brian rodriguez on lifespan but that was a big milestone accomplishment yeah i didn't think we were gonna hit 100 that fast but we definitely shifted gears hit the nos and wound up there real quick there are only a handful of podcasts on our network that have hit 100 episodes. I mean, Nico's podcast, Access for Podcast, which Kevo's on sometimes, they're way over 100. Brian's way over 100 with High School Slumber Party. Hoffman and Cage Club kind of have a couple that are like, the total sum are over 100, but there's very few like narrative podcasts, like where it's one straight through thing. Yes. But, you know, we yeah. did it 
third. We were third there. So I'm. Uh, it's the first one of all the ones. I mean, again, I said Cage Club has more than 100, but like it's the first one that I've done. And I've done most of the podcasts on this goddamn network. It's the first one I did that I actually got to like say out loud episode 100, which was very, very cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Congrats, brother. And we're going to make it to 200 and 1,000 and 2,000. And... I was trying to think, what's the next milestone that we celebrate? Is it 200 or is it 250? I think you got to do... You gotta get 200. 200, okay. 200, and then I think 250 is also a celebratory one, because that's like a quarter of a thousand, right? Like, yeah. It's like 200, 250, and then 500 is what I think okay. it is. And then Does a that thousand, sound right to you? And then a thousand, and then 1327. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Third exactly. one, 1327 divided by two is 663 weeks divided by 52. Okay, so 1327 episodes at two a week is almost 13 years. So if we then take out 100 of those, it's in a little less than 12 years from now. So Perfect. in early 2032, Jesus Christ, I'm still going to have 18 years on my mortgage. And... Um, <laughs> We're going to be at episode thirteen twenty-seven, which is very exciting. So it's cool. perfect. I love it. Also, if we if we're still doing episode thirteen twenty-seven by that point, like this better be our living. Like I have a blast doing this, but like if we're thirteen hundred <laughs> episodes deep, too fast, too forever.com, You guys better pony up. Like if we're doing two a week for twelve years, Jesus Christ! Oh God! Boy, oh boy! <laughs> Any other thoughts about this lap? Recapping the lap that was again. We still have a couple more episodes. We mentioned that on Friday we're going to do Freebie and the Bean. Actually, I'll I'll just say for here. So the rest of this lap, we got Freebie and the Bean on Friday. Okay. Then on Tuesday we've got You Are My Lifespan, Chapter Six. Yes, a new a one. Guest. Not not the not the same one again, guys. We're gonna have a new chapter, and it's whew, it's gonna be full of food. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be food all over the place in this Wonderful. chapter. Next Friday, our final episode this lap is 1972's The Getaway, starring Ooh. Bullet himself, Steve McQueen. Perfect. Good job. So I wanted to end with that one on purpose, because Steve McQueen is kind of the, in a way, the lifeblood of the car lap, the old school car lap. And then yeah, the next episode is, after right? that, yeah. is two weeks from today, is The Fast and the Furious with Nico and Kevin on July 21st. Which, Remember, if you listen ahead, I'm telling you, it's going to be great. It's going to be an all-timer the rest of the year. Yes. And again, I'm gonna we, we talk about it every time we bring it up, but Hall of Fame Voting will be announced in the opening segment on the Fast and the Furious on July 21st. So if you have not voted yet, go to cageclub.me slash bracket. Cast your ballots today. Yes, do that. Now that we've covered this lap, let's bring in Nico and Kevo and talk about what they're looking forward to, what they're expecting for next lap. Joe, we are now joined in the middle of this episode to get an estimate to figure out what these gentlemen know about the next lap. They're going to be joining us all next lap. We have with us Nico Vasillo and Kevo Reese. Hello, guys. Welcome. Hey, it is incredible to be in the bucket seat of this 67 convertible <laughs> Mustang we call life. Yeah, that holds up. <laughs> and uh, may our rims never fall off. Or something. Is that a thing? Do rims fall off? I think so. You right. could. Not easily. <laughs> they can. They can. They can. They can. It feels like 2020, 2020 had the rims fall off of it, like yes. the whole year. So The year itself had the rims fall off. I think 2020 had the wheels fall off, so that was very kind of you. <laughs> Wait, are rims wheels? No. Okay. I know that. Okay. I know that okay. much. The, I think the wheel would be the whole tire rim assembly. It's the whole yes. wheel. So yep. the wheel is like the sum totality and the rim is like the shiny outside. So the hubcap. The hubcap is the rim. Yeah, yes. kind of. 
it, it is, but it's not. It, it is, but it's not. It's... I fucking hate this already. <laughs> For his sake. Yeah. All right, next lap, just joined by Kevo, because Nico already played <laughs> one minute in. So now the first question for you guys, and I, I think I know the answer, but I want to get clarity. Have either of you seen any of these movies before? Absolutely not. Oh, I'm so excited. No. That's the best answer you could have given us. I'm so excited to go through this with you. I paid attention to 10 minutes of Tokyo Drift on HBO once like a decade and a half ago because Perfect. of Lucas Black, but that's it. Okay. Oh. I thought I'd seen the second one because I remember seeing a movie with... Uh, so here's the thing. For a really long time, I didn't see movies. I attended films to get somewhere in the dark. Yes. And so I remembered seeing a movie involving Vin Diesel and a car and then not a lot of movie and no Paul Walker. So I assumed that that was a Fast and the Furious movie. And then no, 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 no. That was like 20 seconds of one of the triple X's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A different movie, different franchise altogether. Perfect. Altogether. Cool. I'm just excited for the part where The Rock turns into a car. Yes, it's coming. It's in It's in movie eight. I don't want to spoil it, but it's in movie eight. He becomes a car in movie eight. The fate of the Furious and also the one where The Rock is a car. So here's the more important question. The more important question, you kind of alluded to it there. What do you think you know about the franchise? Characters, I mean, you obviously mentioned Vin Diesel and Paul Walker and The Rock, and you guys are both very well versed, of course, in pop culture. You have your own podcast, HTML, Husbands Talking More or Less, where you guys who are married. You are first married couple on the podcast in totality, which is very exciting. True. Hey. You guys talked about the MCU. You talked about Alien. You talked about Dark Phoenix. God save us oh all. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god, Joey, what are you doing in this movie theater? And you were like, oh fuck, we're seeing this together. Yeah. And then I made you be on the episode. Joe, I don't know if you, I told you that story. I might have. What, the Dark Phoenix episode? The week after Nico and Kevo and Jonah came here for my barbecue, I sent Nico a picture on Facebook, or I sent Nico and Kevo and Jonah, like whatever, the little the thread on Facebook, a picture of the Dark Phoenix pin or something. And they were like, wait, are you in New Brunswick? And I was like, yes, how did you know that? They're like, because I was like, do you recognize the floor? Like, I thought for a second it was like my garage parking lot thing with Wes yes. and the draft house. Yes, yes, And Nico's yes. like, no, 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 there's only like three locations in New Jersey giving out this pin or whatever it was. This is the only one that's anywhere close to us. I was like, oh yeah, I'm here. And so like, cool, we're in the front, come down. And so I watched this movie with them. Oh, and then super cool. I thought it was okay. And Nico lost his mind. And Kevin, where, I don't remember, I, I blacked it out, I think. Did you like it or did you not like it? I wasn't thrilled with it as a film, but I like everyone's best effort. <laughs> That's okay, fair. so close, closer to me than to Nico. Good to know, good to know. And then we talked about it for like two and a half hours, which is longer than the runtime of the movie itself, which is, I don't know why it happened, but it happened. That's cool. That's a fun story, though. Yeah, it was a fun experience. And now they're working their way through the Star Wars saga, and they have been stuck in the Clone Wars for what seems like 12 years? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So we're doing double episodes for the summer to get through Clone Wars. But hey, no big deal. We did some research before we said, okay, Star Wars. We talked about The Matrix and Twin Peaks, and we put together kind of like a portfolio of different fr uh, franchises that we might do. I had been, I guess, kind of drawn to this one a little bit. I'm a humongous BT fan for way longer than makes sense. It's awesome. I was, you know, considering doing the Fast and the Furious, and Joey was like, well, don't. Wait and do it with us. And I was yeah. like, that sounds great. Yes. So, I mean, I'm kind of being funny, but... My understanding of this film franchise starts somewhere around, like, 
Con Air and The Rock. And it sort of includes all action movies. Like, I mean, I also think sometimes that this is like a slightly more Latin, teenage-ier, One Tree Hills-ier kind of Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. Like, okay. I, but like with cars. Like, it's Ocean's Eleven, One Tree Hill with cars. Not entirely incorrect, I will tell you that. You're way closer than it would sound, yeah. I feel like it's probably more The O.C. than One Tree Hill. Okay, but yes, I'd, yes. I'd go yes. with a lot of what you're saying. So I also have a question. There's so many guys in this film that have such substantial gay followings. This movie is about the man candy. Like, I mean, there's beautiful women in it. Please don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, and like all the men have chests and stuff. They're ripped. All of them. Yeah. Pretty much every person. Was there a question in there? (laughs) So, well, I guess... I, including Bow Wow, maybe? I don't. Bow Wow's in the third one, right? He is. And now here's the thing. These are sort of like Dark Tower movies where he can kind of, he, I guess the Fast and Furious God, can kind of put, they got the Colonel Sanders who controls the Matrix also <laughs> controls the Fast and the Furious. The Fast Furious Force. <laughs> the Fast Furious Force. He controls it and can put it in any order he wants. So actually by virtue of the guy in the fifth and sixth one, the third one comes after the ninth, whole i don't know <laughs> i am i am fascinated by how much you know and yet how sounds like you know nothing about anything but you're actually like if you cut away all the like you know a lot about these movies without having seen them which i'm surprised and i'm impressed part. by i was telling rachel this today like as i was like i was like oh man i'm so excited to record this episode tonight i love getting these things especially with people that haven't seen them before because the fast and furious franchise has permeated pop culture so deeply yeah that like you can't not know something about it right like you i, I would never expect somebody to come in and be like i know nothing about it like you at least know who's in it which ones they're in that there's a goofy timeline that three comes after six and like all this stuff so yeah this you're you're really close to speak kind of on a more cultural step back basis growing up i was born in 86 and there were some really popular things for our age group and those were sort of like the generic fox wb animated series action figures wrestling figures Mm -hmm. And toy cars. And I feel like there was a time where toy cars maybe were sort of like alienated out of uh, favor. And I don't know if that's because of, you know, the reality of green emissions cars were not at a place where we should have been deifying them the way we were. I mean, it was fucking season of mists and it was goddamn, you know, we've made Marilyn Monroe a god. And it was a car. So we had to kind of move away from that hyper deification of the automobile as this holier idea but I feel like with Cars and with Fast and the Furious, both franchises that hugely imprinted on a culture, plus the rise of things like Pimp My Ride at the yep. right time yep. in in terms of a scope. I know a little bit more about Cars than I let on. I've been to the New York International Auto Show. Same. It's an incredible experience. The Javits puts on an incredible fucking show for that. I think there is something to be said about the way the Fast and the Furious sort of Using the motif of the action movie, found a way to reestablish the car as a central theme of American media. Yeah. And I do feel like The Fast and the Furious does need a lot of credit for that, the same way perhaps Jurassic Park deserves it for dinosaurs. Yeah, that's crazy. And I, I agree. We we weren't having, like, I mean, we had action movies that had cars, but you're right. Fast and the Furious was like the revival of car movies 
that were action movies, right? Because we actually talked about it in a way, because this whole lap that we're just concluding up, we, we called it the kicking it old school lap, and we were watching all classic car movies, and we talked about, not articulated in that way specifically, but we talked about how there aren't really car movies anymore, and it's kind of just these. So, like, any kind of cultural, mainstream pop culture obsession or interest with cars probably stems directly from this. Again, maybe, like you said, cars different demographic maybe the people who watch cars growing up graduate to these possibly i don't know but it does feel like from an era like the 70s where like there are so many cool classic car movies mm-hmm. that like we couldn't even cover half of them this lap i want to like, make french connection the musical get the fuck out of my way i have this whole idea for french connection the musical where the car goes outside the theater and there's a camera and it projects it onto a domed ceiling so i would need like the gershwin Yes. Sorry. I really like the French connection a lot, okay? <laughs> it's been all day with this one. <laughs> so I, 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 as you listen to these episodes, I want you to feel sorry for me who has to edit them and Kevo who has to be married to Nico. So just keep that in your thoughts and prayers as this goes on. He doesn't go to sleep. <laughs> You know a lot. You seem to know a lot about these movies. Is there anything that you're hoping for that you don't know that you're hoping happens either like moments or crossovers or surprises or anything like that? Anything you're hoping for? And on the other side, anything you're worried about that you're like, ooh, I don't, I hope I don't encounter whatever. Well, I'll tell you what I'm absolutely looking forward to. I'll tell you what I'm expecting, what I know is going to be kind of like a, I know there's probably going to be some vaguely offensive homophobia early on, probably a couple of fast and fag references. I'm fine. You know, it it happens. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't want it. But if I went back through time and changed everything that offended people in movies, I would certainly go through the annals of history and change a lot of things before I changed that. We talked in uh, MCU.HTML about the problematic things that haven't aged well in Iron Man, which came out in 2008. Yeah. So I'm really not going to be surprised if there's things that haven't aged well. I hope things get better as we get closer to today. I just hope there isn't anything that lingers too heavily on the palate. That's all. Now, Kevin and I have this theory about art aimed at a specific age demographic inherently does one of two things it either becomes static and eventually kind of a joke of itself and like kind of like boy meets world Mm -hmm. boy meets world stopped maturing after a certain point and sort of staticked out riffs on the same or you grow with your audience the harry potters roughly age up with the reading level that turf's books actually do sort of work (laughs) grade by grade you know there is something to be said about whether the art ages or statics i really want this to static hard around the seventh (laughs) film and i'll tell you why because I want them to get into some weird Weekend at Bernie's 2 Witch Doctor bullshit. Oh, yeah. I want them to bring a car back from the dead. I want them <sighs> to do some really, like, I want them to be like, no, that was, what What do men name, car? like, Samson! That was Samson! My beloved Corvette! And, like, I want them to get some sort of automotive witch doctor to, like, Raise the car. The way toward the later seasons of Family Matters, Stefan Urkel was a separate character because Steve Urkel cloned himself. And there was that episode where he was selling his teleport machine in Paris and there was a car chase. Like, yeah, that's what I want these movies to eventually turn into. I want there to be Scooby-Doo crossovers. Like, You absolutely know if 
Boy Meets World ran 11 seasons. In season 10, Topanga would have come home one day and been like, you guys know how I'm a witch, right? And just started, <laughs> magic, magic, magic. And, like, it would have happened. vigilante superhero, but, like, same vein. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. We need the clutch of destiny. Like, that's what I need. That's the high-octane ride I'm hoping for. What I will say is that, once again, you're not right, really? but you're also not wrong, but you're not <laughs> wrong. We're so close. That's why it's, like, so hilarious. Oh, God. I think you guys are going to enjoy this. Just based on that alone, I think that you're you're going to buy in hard. Is there anything else that you are uh, hoping for or worried about or any other thoughts? Because what we're going to do is I'm going to we're gonna do a character quiz today to give you some grounding, some basis in the, in the franchise. We're going to do it again at the end of the lap. But is there anything else, any other thoughts, any other hopes, dreams, worries, fears, overview, anything? about these movies that you are you're you want to get off your chest now. I know from working on the theme song and your opening band. Oh yeah, Nico did our theme song. This Yes. Yeah. I know from working on that that the intro to this show vaguely references the Olive Garden. Yeah, it does. It yes. does. Yep. When you're here, your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm, that's like mm-hmm. that's like one thing that I think that we could probably give away that I'm sure that you picked up on that like the central theme of the movies is family. Yeah, and wait, I just wanna like we'll go with the rougher wrong side of the tracks girl in this. She's Michelle Rodriguez, right? Yes, and actually this whole lap we're doing is in the off weeks, in the episodes that you guys aren't with us, we're doing Michelle Rodriguez movies. Um, and another theme that I don't want to explain to you right now, because it's a spoiler. So yes. just, here's the thing. Don't listen to our episodes. Even though you're on them, do not listen to them, because we record basically an hour before the guest joins. And so we're going to talk about things that spoil things. So steer clear after you're off, I would expect you, and I expect you, to listen to every episode forever. But <laughs> while you're on the show, do not spoil yourself. Do not listen to the show, even though you're on the episode. Okay. I think I can handle that. Thank you. Thank you. But my po- the reason I bring that up is because this lab, we are focusing on Michelle Rodriguez, as you called her, the girl from the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. Um, in addition to another theme that is tied into her character, which we will not elaborate upon. She's the one that I found really annoying on Lost, right? And she's... Um... <laughs> Ana Lucia Cortez, yes. And she's in one of the Predator movies? No, I don't think so. Isn't she? I don't remember. Are you thinking Maybe I'm confusing of her with Evil? Predator. Yes, yes. I'm combining the fact that she's kind of like Predator <laughs> and in Resident <laughs> Evil. Yes. And I put her Evil in movies. a Predator. I'm so excited for this lap. You're just making you guys are both making me so much more excited for this lap just with this interview. Perfect. Wait, so what what was the, why did you bring up Letty? What were you talking about? You just just know about her. What's a Letty? Oh, that's Michelle Rodriguez's character. That's her name. Oh, terrific. I was just checking that that's who I thought she was. Every other movie I've ever seen her in the poster for, she always looks like a very Latina Linda Hamilton. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Oh, totally. So now, are you two ready to find out which character you are? We have a character quiz. So we had a quiz. We found a quiz online originally. It was on Zimbio.com. It was like a J14 BuzzFeed-style quiz. We liked the idea, but we didn't like the quiz. So what we did is we remade it in our own heads. We yes. made a, We have six questions, seven questions, seven questions, six answers each. There are 25 possible outcomes. That's so much math. We have 25 characters. You are the first two to take the quiz with the five characters we added from Hobbs and Shaw. 
this is new ground. We're very excited for this. I'm so excited. The idea, the goal here is to hopefully get you to be a character who is in most of the movies that you can be like, I see myself on the screen. I see myself as blank. I have an idea. We talked about this last episode. I think I know who Joey Nico is going to be. Yeah. I don't know who Kevo is going to be, but we're going to find out. So are you both ready to find out which Fast and Furious character you are? I hope so. Okay. This is, I mean, I, I, the journey. Just answer, you know, gut answers answer is honestly. good. Honestly is good, yeah. So now I'm going to ask one question. You can both give me an answer. And I also do want to say that each of these characters has a write-up written by listener and friend Wes Hampton. So you're going to know not only who you are, but the traits that embody that character. Just next to him, is there East Hampton? <laughs> Love it. Love it. Are you proud of yourself? Question number one, how fast are you? NASCAR? Roller coaster, Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota Prius, Vespa, or Razor scooter. Roller coaster. That's not. That's not hard. Same. Two roller coasters. Okay. Question number two. I'm sure you know what's coming. How furious are you? The Hulk. It's actually Volkswagen Jetta. <laughs> <laughs> the Hulk, Kylo Ren, Christian Bale on that one movie set that one time. Mel Gibson, Charlie Brown, or Jack McBrayer. How furious are you? This is too many. I think I have an answer. Do you have an answer? I think I do. I hate myself, but I think I gotta say I kind of Kylo Ren. Okay. I, I'm not quite the Hulk. It's not like I'm not truly frightening levels of scary, but I have my I'm spreading <laughs> moments. You know, Kevo, Hulk. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh. When Kevo's angry, he is the loudest human being on the face of the planet. It's it's breathtaking. I've never seen Kevo angry. I don't think. Or don't hurt, you hurt don't Kevo. want it? You don't want it. You <laughs> don't Good want it. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> All right, question number three. We're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Manning the grill, saying grace, kicking back with a beer, babysitting, being the entertainment, or sneaking a snack? Hi, my name is Nico, and I'll be the entertainment for the evening. That is the easiest okay. answer we'll have all night. Perfect. <laughs> Kevo? I want to say snack, but I'd also like to stealth in a i would probably ask what i can do well that's not an answer so unfortunately it's not a choose your own adventure really we should maybe should have that as an answer like the whatever you need i'm here like jack of all trades i love this idea of write in choose your own adventure answers like we have a lot of questions like that that you'll get to do this yeah as we go through through the actual podcast episodes there's gonna be a lot of those kind of questions but this it's a very set in your way so Kevin, would you say sneaking a snack? Is that what you think? Is that your final answer? Yes. Okay. Question number four, you've got time to kill. What are you doing? Are you grabbing a bite, working on your car, hanging with friends, drinking a beer, working out, or working on your computer? I'm working out. Kevin? Computer. Okay. I don't think we've gotten one working out answer so far on this I don't quiz. think so either. Again, like the, like the same question. I, I don't want to spoil it for the future episode, but Joe, you know how I sometimes say like podcast hosts generally aren't blank? I think yes. the same thing is true, like working out, but this is, Nico is the one of a kind podcast. Yeah, host. he is. Him and, well, actually him and Joe Rogan, I guess, are the two people, <laughs> two podcast hosts I might say working out. And Jonah and Kyle from, oh, and Maddie, the four of us go okay, to the gym. Okay, fine. Together. I get that you have friends who like working out. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Now, I hope, I hope, I hope this next answer is true for both of you, but please describe your wedding. I'm never getting married. It's just me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. 
I don't remember. I guess everyone I know is there. We got married twice is the thing. One time we got married in Disney World. The first World. one. The first okay. one. Okay. <laughs> and then the other one was actually a backyard affair. So like, uh, but like the Disney wedding was like a hundred something people. So everybody we knew was there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you okay with that answer too, Kevo? Yeah. Everybody would have been at the second one too. It's just the first one wasn't legal. Ha 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 ha. Congratulations. You just won the lottery. What are you buying? My own garage, a private plane. I'm gambling it all away. My child at home, a fleet of cars, or a new life? It's tough. This is, I think, the toughest one yeah. for me personally on any Cause, of these. Because none of those things appeal to me. Well, but you have to transpose it into okay. Nico. So, for example, buy your own garage. That's like buying yourself a recording or art uh, studio. studio. Okay, so that'd be like buying myself a studio. Okay, yeah, so my own exactly. garage. Okay. Okay, yeah. Whereas garage I me. feel like buying a fleet of cars is something more along the lines of like investing in some kind of company or <laughs> music something. <laughs> you know? Some kind of, like, pressing of, like, comics or an album. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Garage. I am... Hi, guys. I'm Garager. You're a garage guy. Cool. I like okay. it. And Kevo, what about you? What are you buying? I'm torn between the garage and the childhood home. You're, I already bought the garage, honey, so you can buy the childhood home. <laughs> okay. There you go. Last question. It's going gonna, it's gonna to determine everything. What is your drink of choice? Belgian ale, Corona, something fruity, water... Whatever's cheapest or just, you know, Joe's getting a drink, just whatever you're having. Corona. Fruity. Okay. Oh. Wow. We had, so Nico was locked into one person for the three or four questions and then that Corona at the end threw it off. Yeah. Nico, you are, and you're not the person I thought you were going to be. You are Tej Parker. You are ludicrous. Ooh. Ha! Yes! Ah! So, Nico, here's the nice. character description for who you are. You're in the ride. So, Nico, you've got the heart of a racer, but the mind of a hacker, and you're equally mm. fascinated by the latest tech and how to improve on it as a classic engine. You don't shy mm -hmm. away from the tough jobs, but you know you don't have anything to prove, so you're just as happy making sure your family has the things they need to accomplish their goals. Other people look at the big picture, but your strength is figuring out the details to make that big picture possible, and you drive, drive like, like the, the wind, wind blows. blows. So, wait, can I just know, I don't need the, the rundown, but who was my person until I coroned myself? Lucas Rebecca Hobbs, you were the rock until the very, very end. Fuck! No! My muscles! <laughs> okay. It was literally the beer. Is that even like your favorite beer or was just that your choice from that question? Of the question. It's okay. Like if you had gone with water, which I expect you to go with water, you would have been Hobbs. But you went Corona. You know, you, you did it in the moment. You're, you're Tej. Tej is a great answer. Tej, Tej is, is a great, great character. answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would just love to be ludicrous with like, I wish, I guess what I'm saying is I wish ludicrous could be played by like LL Cool J or Idris <laughs> Elba or someone with a lot of muscles. And like, don't get me wrong. You know, once upon a time in College Park, where they live life fast and they scared in the dark, there was a ludicrous, and you know, no one he could rap, no one lived. So like, I know I love Luda. I love Luda. I deeply love him. But my muscles. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be So fun. we had one other Tej, Brian Silliman, who was on our Fate of the Furious episode was Tej, but you're only the second Tej we've had. We have a bunch of different people, but Kevo, I've got to say... You're a new character for us. Oh, really? Damn. What is it? And you are who Nico almost was. You are Lucas Rebecca Hobbs. You are The Rock. Dwayne oh. The Rock Johnson. Now I get to have sex with The Rock. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> so here is 
your write up, Kevin. That was with Actually, something fruity. <laughs> Nico, did you think did you think that uh, that write up sounded like you in the the way that we described Tej? Does that describe you? Yes, but sort of like in that way that you know somebody's like, "Ooh, did your did your horoscope come true?" I told you your horoscope the last time I saw you, and I'm like, "Yeah, but you said you'll wake up tomorrow and eat something. Yeah, yeah, like point, it's not like I'm gonna this, miss Nico. it." That's the point of this. That's the whole point. It's the whole... I'm very human. I get it. Oh, wait, no. So let me hear mine. So, Kevo, here is your description. You are a tank in every sense of the word. We've never read this before. Oh, yeah. You're a tank Damn. in every sense of the word. Your goals are First non-negotiable, tank. and when something or someone tries to stand in your way, it's easier and more fun to smash straight through them than to find a way around. Oh. You're not all attitude and determination, though. You've got a heart, and you respect the meaning of family. While your integrity won't let you completely break the rules, you don't see anything wrong with bending them once in a while for the greater good. And you drive, drive like, like the, the wind, wind blows. blows. <laughs> so good. Does every single one end with that? Yes, almost all of them. They yes. some some people have a different verb, but uh, the oh, original quiz, wild. the original quiz, every write up ended with that, and we're like, <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything, really. So, but we love it, so we added it to each one of ours too. Oh, that's delightful. I, in some ways, feel like his and mine might be flipped. Mm. I, I thought Nico was going to be a Dominic Toretto. I thought he was going to be a Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the alpha the father figure the dominant personality i don't know i don't know i think they're both great both great characters yeah all right so here's the thing i have some i ah i ah ah when do we start and like are we watching every gah now i can't get natalie cole's cover of pink cadillac out of my head i'm just so excited i'm excited (laughs) good 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 Here's how we're doing it this lap. So we are going to watch, because I know that you guys, especially Kevo's wonderful behind the scenes, is BTS on HTML. We are going to dive deep. You can join us if you want. Joe and I are going to talk about, we're going to watch the special features, the deleted scenes, maybe the director's commentary too. We're going to go deep behind the scenes this lap. But we are covering the first episode of The Fast and the Furious. Then we're doing the turbocharged prelude, which is a six-minute short into Too Fast, Too Furious. Then we're going to skip Tokyo Drift, because as you mentioned before, Nico, you know that it comes later. So the third episode we're doing is Los Bondoleros, which is another short film that Vin Diesel directed, that Mm -hmm. with Fast and Furious, the reboot. Then we're going to do Fast Five, then Fast and Furious Six, but you're not going to watch, and I'll I'll remind you of this, I'm just letting you know now, setting the baseline, there is a credit scene in Fast and Furious Six that you are not going to watch. You do not watch because there are spoilers in that. It sounds more complicated than it is. I promise. I know. I know. I know. know. After you watch six, but not the credit scene, you're going to watch Tokyo Drift and the credit scene, the six, then Furious Seven, then Fate of the Furious, then Hobbs and Shaw. And then we're going to do, because Nico requested it, we're going to once again do Fast and Furious Spy Racers. Oh my God. Yes. Are we? Yeah. Oh, Spy Racers was a blast. I'm excited to rewatch Spy so Racers. So I want you to know that the first episode in this lap that you guys are going to join us on is on July 21st, and the last episode is December 7th. So this is going to run a long-ass time. So you're in for the long haul. Yeehaw! Are you buckled up? Are you strapped in? I am fuckled the buck up! <laughs> cool. Tej does not show up until the second movie. So, Nico, you have a, you have a movie off to not, not get your hopes up to see you on screen, but in two... He shows up, and then Kevo, The Rock, shows up in five. So you'll take a look on the fourth one that we're covering in Fast Five. That's when The Rock shows up. So be prepared, and that's maybe, kind of, hopefully, see, maybe, 
who you are on screen. Hooray. Anything else that you want to say before we say goodbye to you? I have, I have a question for them. I have oh, one question for, for them, for and it's, for it. from our, it's from our normal interviews, but I just want to hear their answer before, they have, before they've watched anything. Can I ask it? Which one? What does food all over the oh, place yeah, okay. mean to you? Okay, so in the first movie, there is kind of a throwaway line. We don't have an answer for what it means, but say, okay, so the pandemic is over, and Joe and I are like, hey, we're going to bring you guys out to dinner. We're going to celebrate the kickoff to the lap. We're yep. going to go to this Cuban food place. It's got uh, little, little wooden tables, little red candles, plantains. plantains. It's got food all over the place. What do you think the phrase food all over the place means? So as a Cuban, mm-hmm. okay, and someone who goes to Cuban restaurants, okay, the table really is covered in shit tons of food. Okay. That Large you ordered portions. or that they just bring to you? That, that's edible food. You get like your course and then there's the rice that comes with it. Like you get things and like you always get drinks and like I, it just sounds like a full table. It just sounds like a real fucking full table. Okay. okay. Kevin, what about you? If you if you heard it described that way, what would you think that is about a restaurant? I do have to say with the way that you described it and having married into a Cuban family, I would have to agree with Nico that that is sort of... It's just the thing Auntie says. <laughs> and I think based on what I do know of these films and as you have said that they're about family and the way that this is probably a regular place that they go to where they probably know the owner and give them hugs and kisses and all that sort of thing, I, I imagine it's one of those places where they don't just bring you the food you ordered they bring you the food they know you love and oh you haven't had this in a while okay. and oh I made this too and yeah no food all over the place food all over the fucking place I like it that's a good answer yeah it's a good answer it feels very home to me actually <laughs> home style okay. home style Cuban food I like it yeah well we are going to welcome you back in a couple of weeks to talk about the fast and the furious so we will be in touch to schedule that but thank you so much for joining us today yeah, thank you guys and we are I'm very so very excited to I'm get so this going excited. oh we have just fucking clutch being here <laughs> shifted nice turbo pun nice nice pun <laughs> Oh boy, that was that was a lot in all of the best ways. So, who boy, who boy? How funny was it when they brought up Letty and then they said, "I don't remember." Right afterwards, I was like, "Oh god!" (laughs) I was like, "Fuck!" They know. (laughs) They know that man, oh man. Right? Like he said, Um, like he said it. I'm just like, oh, like I was about to be like, you have no idea how how little you remember. Okay, so for lap seven, we we mentioned it there. We've talked about it already, but the themes, the laps are the Michelle Rodriguez, Letty Ortiz, and the Missing Pieces lap. We're talking about movies that star or have, or feature Michelle Rodriguez. Yes. We're also talking about movies that feature memory loss. Yes. That feature characters not knowing where they are. A lot of great stuff. We have it planned out right now. If you join at the $10 a month tier and you want to, you still get a pick for the next lap, we'll figure out a way to weave it in. I'll take yep. something out. I'm very excited about the structure. Different themed weeks. Yeah, Joey, Joey's going to do it right this time and not piss himself off by messing up the theme. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to piss myself off because I'm going to realize something <laughs> after the fact that I'm like, ah, fuck, we should have done something different. But yeah, it's not going to be, oh, we could have just done a Robert De Niro week because that's obvious. Or we could have done a, yes. you know, Back to the Futures episode 88. Like, I don't know. I don't think. Maybe. Who knows? There are like seven or eight themed weeks. So there's a bunch of things going on that thematically tie together, even more just specifically than just like, oh, these are both Letty movies or, oh, these yep. are both memory loss movies. Like something tighter, more specific than that. Exactly. There's one wrinkle that we hinted at, teased, it? Last episode, when Alex was talking about doing 
Fast and Furious Crossroads missions one per lap, and talking about doing a Friends episode per lap. So as you might know, you know specifically, Jim. I do. That Michelle Rodriguez was in roughly 24-ish episodes of the TV show Lost. Yes. So I am currently re-watching season one. Yeah. But she's basically in season two. Yes, that's so what So you're says. going to, and I've not said this to you, but I think this makes sense. So I'm guessing, just based on how the show works, that the episodes with Nico and Kevo, the actual main Fast and Furious episodes, are probably just on average going to be longer. Yeah. Plus, if we're watching stuff for that, like special features, behind the scenes, deleted scenes, whatever. There's going to be more for us to watch. So my plan, as it stands now, is every episode that's not a Fast and Furious movie, we're going to do one episode of Lost. Okay. In a segment called the Ana Lucia Leticia Ortiz Lost for a Minute. And it's basically (laughs) going to be like the... the, It's going to be sort of like the Fast and Furious Minute, because like it's an ensemble show. Uh, She's not like the star of season two. She's just in season two. Very important question for you, Joe. What? We just had uh, Nico and Kevo get an estimate. They'll talk about what they know about the Fast and Furious, which is, again, wildly wrong, but also kind of right. They're so close, right? When you guys... I mean, like, you heard it. Like, I'm sure that if you're a listener, you're going to be like, oh, shit, they're getting so close to the real shit. What do you think you know... About oh, Lost. We played this game. Yeah, we were talking we played to it on, Wes about this We played this on Messenger once. very, very yes. briefly. But that's what inspired me. I want you to do here. So what do you think you know about Lost? Also, if you're out there and you want to play along at home or watch along at home, the entire series is on Hulu. So if you're a Hulu subscriber, you can watch all of Lost. So Joe, if you have, I don't know if you have Hulu I or do not, but Hulu. you can watch. I do. So you can watch them all there. Cool. So what do you think you know about Lost? Because I know you haven't, how much have you seen of the show? I've seen the first season probably like six or seven years ago. Rachel Once. loves it. You loved it. Yep. Um, and I think I got to like maybe the beginning of season two and stopped. I don't even think that I, I don't remember Letty being in it. Okay. What do you remember? I guess, what, what do you know? What do you, what's in your memory? And how do you think Letty shows up in season two? I'm not, I'm not going to give you any answers, but like yes. when we talk about episodes, I will answer things for you. Generally, what I know about Lost is like the plane crashes, right? Yes. I mm-hmm. remember the old guy was in a wheelchair somehow, but can walk when he crashes. John Locke, yes. Mm-hmm. Locke, yes. I remember that. The guy that has a golf hole. I don't know how I know he had a golf hole. Hurley made a golf course in like season, episode six or seven of the first season. Yep. I know that there's a bunch of numbers that are floating around, and somehow I, re- I know that he hit the lottery with those numbers. That might be in season one. I have not gotten that yet, but that, yeah, yeah, he wins the lottery with those numbers, and they are important to the island yes Mm -hmm. i know that there is the very attractive blonde girl that i had a huge crush on there's a couple different ones the australian accent or not i think the american one that's kind of like a bitch and has a brother yes so shannon yes uh, she is played by maggie grace who plays the daughter she's the titular taken girl in taken oh okay cool yes 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 Okay, yeah, so, so she's I like Maggie her. Grace. Yeah, she's in season one at least. I don't remember. There's certain, like what's weird about this show is that there's you know I've seen every episode, but like it was so long ago. Like it ended ten years ago. Like the ten year anniversary of the finale was like a month ago. I don't remember where a bunch of characters wind up. Like some people die. Oh yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of the things happen. So I don't remember how what happens to her. Uh, but yeah, so she's in season one at least. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that I remember in the show is that they found a plane in the tree and they were trying to get like the radio or something from it and it falls out of the tree and there was drugs in it. A more high level stuff. I know that there's somehow polar bears on the island, 
but I don't know how I know that. I think that, like, everybody says that they died when the plane crashed, and this is kind of purgatory, but that's, like, you know, theories that you hear, like, the end of The Sopranos right. or something like that. Like, show-wise, that they changed writers a bunch between the seasons. Like, the right, like the original writer only wrote, like, the first th- two or three seasons, right? I'll take those things one at a time. The plane, I vaguely remember, but I might be mixing it up with another show. I think I remember a plane in the tree, yeah. I think. There's also the plane in the first episode where they're going to the cockpit, and they're trying to find the transceiver, the transponder. It's not that plane. This is, like, a cargo plane they find Like, a tree. little plane, right? A little like plane, a, Like a yeah, propeller yeah. plane, yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. I don't remember when that is. That might be season two? I don't know. I think it's the beginning of season two, and, like, I got, like, about that far and was like, okay, okay, I'm good. There's only one polar bear. He shows up in like episode four and they explain how the polar bear got there later. I don't remember when they explain it, but they explain the polar bear. In episode four of season one? Yeah. Polar bear, you're not going to see the polar bear. Polar bear was okay. very early on. The fact, like the idea that they all died and it's all purgatory and the whole show is sort of meaningless or worthless or whatever. Like that's what people are just like, oh, it didn't matter anyway. They were all dead anyway. Yes. That's not true. People, I think, get really pissy about Lost because I would agree to a certain extent that like it sets up all this stuff like this whole this promise and then it doesn't answer a lot of questions which is why when Damon Lindelof who co-created the show made The Leftovers like from the jump he was just like we're not answering questions we're not explaining how 2% of the world's population left don't look for us I'm not answering the questions. Like, I'm just making the show. show. It's just going to be about how people respond to it. That's the whole thing of the show. Because he got so tired of people, to a certain degree, rightly so. Yeah. I I hate Lost. I'm never watching. Like, I think the way that Lost ended made a lot of people sort of act like you, where they're like, I'm not watching week to week anymore. I'm going to binge it all when it's over. And if people say it's bad, I'm just going to steer away. That's the show that kind of, like, broke all sorts of new ground and also made so many people mad that it changed the way people watch TV. The other cool thing about Lost, though, is that when we were just in Hawaii and we did the Jurassic Park tour, Lost was shot there, too. So there was, like, a bunch of Lost places in the same park, right? Because we talked about, like, you know, they did Mike and Dave there, they did Jurassic Park mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. all these other things. So, like, I got to see some of the, like, lost, you know, sh- uh, sets as well. Cool. I think I'm probably going to have to watch the whole show. Like, not that before we start season two, I might rewatch season one, because I'm sure Rachel will want to do it. Like, as much as I'm just going to watch the episodes for Letty, if we're doing two a week, it's not going to be hard to, like, throw one on. By the time we get through season two, then we'll be good, you know? That's why I'm watching one a day now, because I want to just, like, be prepped for that. And I think, you know, I'm going to slow down, because I'm doing one a day to catch up. And I'm going to see, because she's credited in a few in season one. Actually, here, that's the question. How do you think she shows up? If you don't remember her in the show, how do you think she shows up in season two? I feel like they're going to find, like, a secret lair where people are, just based on, like, what I know. I I feel like they were getting, like, radio transmissions somehow. So I think that there's going to be, like, a secret other group of people that they eventually meet on the other side of the island. That's my guess. Like, the most obvious answer ever. That's fair. I I will not spoil that one way or the other. She's credited in a few season one episodes, so I want to see if those are worth covering. And then I think she comes back in like the finale episodes but like we're not going to talk about those but yeah all of season two we will cover one at a time as i'm re-watching it i still really like it and i love the characters and like what i loved about the show i still love about the show but also the fact that like it's not bad it's yeah. a network drama and it's 15 years old and like just like some of the conventions and stuff i'm like oh this is not like it's not all great like there's it's not on hbo so like you're missing realism sort of the fact that the first season is 25 episodes is insane oh yeah that's right i forgot that there's 
so many episodes the first season. I think there's like 118 total or something like in that ballpark. But like there's 25 in season one. So just like, oh boy, like that's a, that's 25 hours. I mean, minus yeah. commercials, but like that's a lot of show. Yeah. So there's stuff that I'm not loving this time, but it's more just a function of the fact that like it's almost 20 years old by this point. Right. So, yep. but I'm looking, I'm enjoying it. So I'm glad to, I'm Good. looking forward to covering one episode, basically one episode per episode on this. And I see am if anybody, too. any of our listeners follow along. I know that Wes, Wes's Twitter is a basically a joke about a podcast that's also kind of a joke that a band he's friends with or band he knows of or became friends, friends with, with yeah. started in their free time, started a lost rewatch podcast called Back to the Island. And then Wes's Twitter is back to Back to the Island. And so we've joked about how he should make a too fast or something too something too fast too forever. <laughs> yes, cover the same thing over here. I think I think Mrs. West loves the show too. Rachel loves the show. Rachel loves the show. Yeah, I'm excited to see fan. if anybody watches along with us because I think it's easy an easier ask. I mean, it's still a lot to watch, but an easier ask than watching along a movie every time. But I don't know. I'm curious to see if I finish season two with all the Letty stuff. If I want to mm-hmm. keep going, that's actually like that's like my main question for myself. Is like, will I try to finish Lost? That's also you were saying that like the writers changed i don't remember i think people might have left because the show was co-created by jj abrams and damon lindelof damon lindelof and so i think jj kind of bounced early like he just did his thing where he's just like i'm setting it up and i'm going you guys handle it from here which is not a bad thing it's just like how showrunners sometimes do it yeah and then damon lindelof then teamed up with this guy carlton cues and they basically did the rest of the show so i don't know if they had other staff underneath or whatever after season three i think there was the writer strike of 2008 and they basically said, okay, these first three seasons are like 25-ish episodes each. The last three seasons are going to be like 16 each. Like, we know how we're ending, and here's what's going to take to get there. And so they kind of focused, and again, people didn't love it. Basically, everyone, almost everyone's favorite episode of the entire show is season four. So it's not like there's okay. nothing to watch in the back half. And okay. there's still great stuff. But what I'm more familiar with is the first half. So I think once you finish season two, you'll want to continue, but I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. I'm really good at just generally like starting a show, watching to the point that I get to like, I'm good with it and then stopping. I know that this like makes a lot of people like irrationally mad, but like I can easily do that with books and stuff too, that like I just read to a point where I'm like, okay, that's good enough for me. And I just stop. And people are like, you didn't finish it. And I'm like, nah, I got to the point that I stop caring and like I mean, that it's an important was... skill to have i wish i had that uh, yeah how many people do you talk to they're like man i'm in the shitty part of this book and like i'm only halfway through it's like just stop yeah do you want to tease for the listeners what our kickoff question is for next lap for the miko and kevo episodes uh i don't remember what is it tell me and i think we should tease it go ahead number one it's not this question but i was wondering if we should have uh in the style of that's so brian if we should have a that's so letty do 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 like what's the most letty moment in the movie or in the in, in and the... i feel like i came up with a good question too you right? did yeah what in addition it? to that but I don't, do you like that idea or no should we do with that's so letty or is that or, or should we leave that kind of thing for Kara? no i like the that's so letty moment that's fine okay. we're focusing on letty this lap and she's in a lot of these movies yeah so well, I mean, like, and once they get Letty in the first one, we could be like, "What's the most Letty moment of the like? Who, what character does a Letty thing in the second one?" Right. Right. So the question that you came up with, which I really like, because we have the theme of memory loss and the theme of not really knowing where you are and sort of fugue states, is same cat, 
different cat. What in this movie oh. reminded you of something else? Like, what did you feel like you had seen before? Or what does this movie make you think of? Or any kind of way yes. to answer that question. But like, in The Matrix, you know, was it the same cat or was it a different cat? Like, how, how similar was it? We talk about this all the time. I use that reference a lot. Um, if you have like a mild deja vu, we always talk same cat or different cat. Actually, Zach and I have like a running joke too that is uh, same guy, different actor. We'll say something and we'll be like, oh, like this guy was in this movie. And then somebody will be like, no, it was this other guy. And they kind of look the same or they play the same character and you're like same guy different actor right yep yeah mm-hmm. so we say that a lot, like or you'll be like oh was like what did this friend do that or did this other friend do that like who said this the other day and you're like well it's the same guy different actor like either of them could have said it but it was one of them i mean it's just like our whole thing it's like oh no that's the guy from training day oh no that's tuco from breaking exactly. bed it's like, oh, no, they're both braga it's both the same guys it's john ortiz yeah. that's same guy same actor <laughs> then, then we distinguish it like that right yes. like same guy same actor or like different guy same actor right. or yeah like all these things yeah but yeah i think this is going to be maybe easier for nico and kevo because like all of our we have so many different associations to these movies that within not even about this movie but like about conversations we had and everything like that so i don't know how we're going to play it but we're going to find out yeah i'm very curious and like they they have like a, a abundance of knowledge about other things that like I'm not exposed to right like comics and things like this so like I'm sure that they'll have very fascinating answers of like you know parts of plots and stories and characters that they think relate to something that means something to them so I I, I just think it's a good way to and and I think it's also good to relate this to something that you know right it's so relatable that's like part of the franchise so like I think it's a good way to do that too that you'll see a little bit of something that's familiar in Fast and the Furious no matter what your perspective is yeah. Any other thoughts, Joe, about either lap six or lap seven or the tune-up relap recap or anything? Or should we close up shop and then come back on Friday for Freebie and the Bean? I think we should close up shop and I'm stoked for the next lap. I love watching it with people that have never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Kara really set a really high bar, you know, how much fun this is going to be. And I, it just like it's just a wonderful time for me to like hear people react to Fast and the Furious the first time, right? So I didn't think that there was enough people out there that hadn't seen them for us to do this more than once. So I'm well, there happy are people. That we so I think I think to more specifically that there weren't enough people out there who hasn't seen them but will is willing to see them and then is also willing to do record nine or ten podcasts about them like there's like a very specific like it's so small check a lot of different things in a box yeah but plus and then there are a couple so they're gonna watch them together right mm-hmm. so like you get the like couple interplay from it I, i'm very fascinated how this plays out i just hope that they're on board and like we saw with kara i think that they'll come around and be happy about it so i think so too so for all things too fast to forever you go to cageclub.me facebook.com slash too fast to forever or at too fast to forever on twitter and instagram email us family at cageclub.me check out our patreon page at too fast to forever.com still time to get in a pick for lap seven then three picks for next year one for eight one for nine one for ten if you want to do the fuck alex lap and do 25 dollars a month <laughs> and plan our entire lap of friends episodes or whatever too fast to forever.com go to cageclub.me slash bracket vote on the fast and furious hall of fame and come back on friday for freebie and the bean i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and we'll see you next time right here on too fast to forever peace, peace out, out you anus, anus.